0: Can Botox on a botulinum toxin A help if I have chronic migraine? 15 or more headache days a month, each lasting four hours or more? Botox prevents headaches in adults with chronic migraine. It's not approved for adults with migraine who have 14 or fewer headache days a month. It's the number one prescribed branded chronic migraine treatment. Gravis or Lambert Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. Ask your doctor and visit Botox Chronic Migraine dot com or call one eight hundred four four Botox to learn more. and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So WWE says, I'll take your
1: hashtag cancel WWE Network. And I'll double down and give you a million WWE Network subscribers. And a 20% hike in the stock price. This is the Wrestling Is Real podcast. And wrestling needs us. It's January 28th, 2015.
2: I know who you are. I know what you are. And I know exactly what I've signed up for. I don't think you do. I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. I'm going to take that title. You know it. I know it. And if I can't, I'm going to take a piece of you with me. And I believe that.
1: Unlike him, I don't
2: respect you.
1: But you will. To the thousands upon thousands of people downloading this show this month, every month, of the Wrestling Is Real podcast. For those of you listening for the very first time, I am the King of Podcasts, and I welcome you to what I feel is a very landmark edition of this program, and can't be just said to be another Tuesday night in the world of professional wrestling. Joining me tonight is my co-host, Jeremy G. We are not going to waste a lot of time tonight. There is just way too much to be said. And knowing the way that you and I, Jeremy, have been talking about just the just the things that's going on in the last 48 hours since we last
2: talked, I can only imagine how much we had to say. Am I correct? Oh, you are definitely correct. It's just the the internet is a buzz with uh, coming off the heels of uh, the Royal Rumble.
1: I have, I can't tell you. What I can tell you is, I have never been so engulfed it's almost like as if when i first started listening to wrestling podcasts i want to say back in 2005 yes it was 2005 and one of the first ones to listen to was minority report can i give you the list of podcasts that i listened to some of them i haven't listened to ever and some i listened to and i'm going to give some credit to some of these podcasters out there just saying because i did i was just like a fan where I listen to Don Tony Kevin Cass, I listen to Wrestling Soup on Sunday. I listen to now this is from the last forty eight hours, Solomonster. Monster. I heard his Euro review. I listened to the Law. <laughs> I listened to Shake Them Ropes was the new one I found out about. I'll shout them out. I'm trying to think of who else. Who was who else am I missing with there? Oh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I heard his podcast with Wade Keller. Like oh, I was just listening
2: to that today. I didn't get through it. That's that's all that
1: I think that's everybody.
2: I'm trying to think if there's anyone Sala else. Monster had a special, I mean, he put it on his podcast feed, but he had a special post uh, Royal Rumble on his uh, YouTube channel. Oh, and Pro Wrestling Report. I heard
1: their show, too.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I went through a lot of them.
1: <laughs> I, so most of them are, are my regular list of podcasts that I listen to, and I went through all of them. And I, that's all I listened to. Normally I listen to other talk radio. That's all I listened to was Royal Rumble reviews. I wanted to hear what everybody else said about it. And I was reading what other people said about it. I didn't go to forums or anything like that. It's just, it's amazing what happens all in a couple of days. So.
2: Yeah. One night can change. Well, completely change the landscape of WWE. And then you and have that's, to.
1: Yeah. No, on two nights monumental. Oh, the yeah, event itself, the Royal Rumble. And then the news headlines that happened the next day. And Raw on Monday night. No, no, actually that's Raw on Monday night and all the weather storms stuff that was going on, all the winter storm stuff and then today with the stock yeah. price and the million subscribers. That Yeah. <laughs> Like, can I tell you, this is an exciting time. You know, regardless of what you think, if you like this or not, we know uh, the majority of you are excited wrestling fans because this is a WrestleMania season unlike no other. I don't even remember another time where so much shit was going on right now. Whether you like it or you don't like it, it's it's amazing. And, yes, yeah, it, I, uh, I will say this. This is when I asked myself back in 2013, this is when I want to have a wrestling podcast because I want to have a forum like this and build an audience like we have now, like all of you loyal listeners around the world, the thousands of you that listen to this show. God bless you for listening. God bless you for interacting and for supporting the show like you do. This is where I am so happy to have a wrestling show of my own to vent and and really comment because I wanna be one of these other podcasters out there that gets to put my voice out there because this is what I decided to invest my hard burned time and money to do. And you know, Jeremy, the thing is you get to go in and join along for the ride and like, you know
2: Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like and I've said it, I've said it plenty of times before where I didn't know what I would do if I didn't have like this show as an outlet. Like I don't I didn't really talk about wrestling outside of I guess my friend who I watch the Royal Rumble with. But yeah, other than him, there was really nobody I talked to wrestling about and it's it's really hard to have all that stuff bottled up inside you, especially times like now where you just really want to vent and you want to just get your opinion out there, you want to converse with other fans and stuff like that. So it's this this podcast is like a godsend. It really is. So, uh, this podcast is
1: now going to start doing what it's intended to do, inform, and then <laughs> offer an opinion and give you the chance to offer your opinion. So, let's start with headlines. Uh, let me just re-preface the course with um, a couple of quick things. Show is made available because I put a lot of money into it. Okay? I take care of the hosting, the production. You see that the amount of time right now I've been spending on social media because I've been putting up blog posts and putting up news headlines on the Google Plus page and the Facebook page and on Twitter. And damn it, I spend time during my job. When I have free time on my job, I'm out here putting out information for you guys because this is number one, to get more people to listen to the show, of course. And hopefully those of you that know that all this hard work is meant to hopefully that you can help out the show and support us in return. By reading all the stories we put up, uh, that we put up, whether on our social media page or through our website, kingofpodcasts.com. Because, like I said, I mean, it's all available on the website. All of it. Like all the news headlines, the blog posts, you can link to those right there on our website every time. You don't even have to look for them on Facebook, Google Plus, or Twitter. I just do that as an extra, as, as a special thing for you guys to make it even easier and more convenient for you to find it. And if you haven't found us before, some of you have found us as a result of Google+. Plus. Thank you. Maybe you found us on Twitter. Thank you for finding us. Or you found us from another podcast, a fellow podcast out there. Maybe you found us from Wrestling Soup. Thank you for finding us here. And I hope you know that we're so thankful for you to listen in. And if you can show your appreciation, you could do it three ways. You can go in. You know, if you want to do a donate, you want to offer uh, a cash gift, as a donation to the show, you know, showing your appreciation of what you think is one of the best podcasts out there on wrestling, then go to our PayPal link, it's up on the right hand corner. Go uh right down the right hand corner, or you can look at the very top of the page. We've got the WWE network. And of course, people are buying it. There's a million subscribers now. And let me tell you, it's also being made available for free coming up in February. So that's coming up in just a couple of days now. I want to say that's Friday. Or Saturday, I
2: forget. Well, I can
1: look on the uh, calendar.
2: I think it's Saturday.
1: Yes, correct, it's Saturday. So to come Saturday, WWE Network, you're going to be able to check it out yourself for free. That means you get to also watch for a month the WWE Lane pay-per-view or the special event, whatever you want to call it. And you'll get to see John Cena, Rusev. You'll get to see Triple H call out Sting. Who knows what other matches they'll have. But what you got is a chance to watch the network for free, and see why a million people decided to subscribe to it, and say why they love watching it for NXT, and for whatever. I mean, you know, all the old stuff, all all the stuff, yeah, all the pay-per-views, ECW, WCW, WWE, and all the special shows they got. Their countdowns, the Monday Night Wars. The WrestleMania 24 special that happened last night where they showed how WrestleMania 30 was done last year. They give you the whole 24 hour setup towards it. All that kind of stuff is available on WWE network. Hey, we have it. We subscribe to it ourselves. You should too. And if you do it, please do it to our website, KingofPodcast.com, and click on the banners and you can do it there as well. I'll probably put up another one for WWE Shop at some point. I just don't know yet. But what we also have up there is Amazon. Because Amazon is a store that everybody shops at. I shop there all the time. I've always got boxes coming to the house. And it's not like I'm buying, like, you know, the world over here. I'm buying Dasani drops because I like them. It's little drops you drop in little, like, water whatever. And then I drink that stuff on the air, right? And then I have, you know... I don't know, like sometimes I buy snacks, sometimes I buy, I got new headphones coming in, new earbuds I, I get to use for the show because, well, listen to Jeremy here doing the show right now, I'm using a pair of earphones that have kind of broken, I can only hear you on one side. So oh, I bought wow. brand new earphones for the show. So I bought more money into the production. Hell, I even thought about buying a new microphone, but I shouldn't, but oh, the microphone stand I got for, it, the freaking cord that goes with it, it's all here. I bought it on Amazon. And it's good. They ship good. And the one thing we're promoting as well is Amazon Prime. When you do a lot of Amazon shopping like I do, you could go ahead and spend, you know, what, $7.99 a month and you get free shipping on everything that you buy on Amazon. You get special prices. You get additional discounted prices on anything you buy on Amazon. Sometimes you get like special products you can't even get yourself unless you have an Amazon Prime account. Plus, you get all the movies and TV shows, like if you're a Hulu watcher, but you get all the shows that are available, new shows that are out there that you want to watch. You got brand new programming like Transparent, Amazon Prime, and you could try it for 30 days absolutely free. It's on our website. Click on the big orange banner, kingofpodcasts.com. Let's do headlines. What do you got?
2: Well, I guess we should start off with the big one. Um, WWE announced, and you said it earlier, WWE announced that the WWE Network has reached 1 million subscribers worldwide. Vince McMahon stated, we are thrilled to, that we've surpassed the 1 million subscriber milestone less than a year after launching the WWE Network and in advance of WrestleMania, our biggest event of the year. We remain focused on delivering an outstanding value proposition for our fans by adding new content and new features in the coming year. Um... WWE stock rose 14.79% because of this announcement, closing in at $12.03. This is coming off the heels of the hashtag cancel WWE Network, which was trending worldwide following the Royal Rumble. Amazing. That, now, one thing that's actually interesting about this, and somebody pointed it out that... Um, Technically, the reason why they're able to announce this is because um, when you cancel your network, te- you're technically still subscribed until the, following, the final day of your billing cycle. So it really just depends on when you signed up and when you canceled. So if you don't fall within the, like the 72-hour cancellation date, it doesn't count as a cancellation yet. Oh, but still...
1: There's a reason why this happened. I will tell you why. I'm going to reserve it for the opening rant, and it's a little something that I talked about several times on this program. And what is it? Everybody, go ahead and sit along with me. Affiliate marketing. marketing. Thank
2: you. <laughs> um, no, and it's um, and they actually stated that uh on Monday they saw the most number of subscriptions or the new subscriptions um, that they've ever seen before. So, I don't know. That's weird. No, no. It
1: was on sun- yeah, Sunday before the Rumble. They had a, a huge amount of subscriptions, even on Monday, after yeah, the they, Rumble.
2: they said Monday. That's where they saw a lot. I'm, I'm pretty sure before the Rumble as well. But they said Monday it was a lot. It was more than what supposedly people canceled. But like I said, it doesn't count until the end of their billing cycle so we really won't find out how many people actually canceled until they do not this quarterly um financial uh what is it called the financial report it, it'll be the second quarter
1: oh suffering suck attached son listen <laughs> listen you you entitled millennial jeremy i'm just I'm saying t- man. i'm just telling you something okay it's not the case all right I, I, have a little, uh, I have a little thing I've got to tell you about. I'm going to also reverse it for their opening rant as to why I think there weren't that many cancellations. Mm-hmm. I'll okay. tell you why. I even, uh, just to give you a heads up while you're listening in, check out the la- last post I put on the Wrestling Is Real blog. Just click on the blog on our website. Go ahead, Jeremy.
2: Oh, you should I continue? Well, please, <laughs> you
1: know, of course. <laughs> okay. They're going to listen in. They're multitasking. They're going to go check out the blog, and you're going to read the next story.
2: Okay. Um Apparently uh title the the whole thing with Titus O'Neil was a botch done by uh Roman Reigns cuz they apparently were trying to give Roman Reigns the quickest elimination uh uh what is it um
1: Yeah the thing is they wanted to, they wanted to have Roman Reigns give Titus O'Neil the new one second record for the quickest toss out in a Royal Rumble match Yeah breaking Santino's record
2: Yeah, but they botched it, and that's why the whole... And apparently WWE is upset about that. don't know why, but yeah. Not Uh, as
1: upset as we were about the match. They are worried about such a small detail. Exactly. If that's something they were worried about, then I think they should have focused more on the match itself than that one little piece.
2: Yeah. Okay. As seen on Sunday, Bubba Ray Dudley made his return to the WWE during the Royal Rumble match. It's being said that this return was a one-shot deal But WWE officials are open to him returning if he so chooses.
1: No. He doesn't have to come back.
2: No, he doesn't have to. And I
1: tell you, I don't want him to come back because I want to hope that he goes back to TNA. I want him back as Bully Ray. I don't want WWE to have him as Bubba Ray Dudley. No. Absolutely not.
2: I, I like him more in TNA. I just feel like... It's it's WWE. Like I, I know we're really shitting on them right now, but I think Bubba Ray's really He doesn't
1: depends. need WWE. He
2: has no, the he Academy.
1: Doesn't. He is training young wrestlers that will might be up there someday. And he'll he'll probably get in the Hall of Fame with his brother and with D and all and they'll be just fine. They'll get a legend's deal at some point. But for Bubba uh, for Bully Ray, I'm gonna say Bully Ray.
2: I guess it's just like I I would like to see them like tear it up with guys like the Usos and you know even wait in NXT. A minute, wait a minute! Come on! Hold on! Did you just, did you just say the Usos? The Usos have put on
1: good matches, Come man. Come on! That ain't Edging Christian the Hardys. First of all, what the Dudleys did to the TNA, okay? What they did with Team 3D last year in New York, where you had the Hardys and the Wolves,
0: shit.
1: Yeah. Okay, I'll take those matches before anything can do with the Usos. That's the other problem. Why? Like, they could only have been a one-off if they came in the Rumble last on Sunday night. Otherwise, I don't want that team back. It's like, what are we gonna do? Bring them back up against the Outlaws again? Come on, eh, it's not the same. It's like, do, 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 you know what? That's where the that's that that that's that WWE attitude fan. that's like, you know, glue tables, and I don't want to do that bullshit, man.
2: I guess it's just the nostalgia. Let me just
1: say that the people that always talk about the We Want Tables for those guys, fuck you. Jeez. (laughs) I know. I don't know why. I'm in a mood today, man. I I know. I can tell. It's on edge. Damn, bro. Like, I got a chip. Big damn. There's a chip on my shoulder, bro.
2: And I want to knock that shit off. Oh, well. Okay. Let's hope you do it. (laughs) Um, Randy Orton was reportedly backstage at the Royal Rumble ready to go, but his return was delayed, again, due to, quote, storyline reasons. Other superstars were scheduled to return were Bo Dallas, who has been out due to injury, and Heath Slater, who took time off to handle legal issues.
1: It's fine. Look, it's all money, money, mo- Monday morning quarterbacking now. I'm like, we're really just, you know. You, yeah. It doesn't. At this point, what we said on the Royal Rumble Post Show, which if although you didn't listen, well, let me just be honest, a lot of you listen to the Royal Rumble Post Show. Okay, I can't even tell you like that. You know, normally a post show it takes a little that kind of like that trickling effect to kind of like step into the world of power loyalty
0: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry.
2: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Pick up steam. That sucker got some downloads. And I'm like, thank you so much for that, man. Um, and also, by the way, we're also about to go ahead and For the month of January, we're about to go ahead and have the most all-time downloads we've ever had on the history of this program in the couple of years on the air. So
2: thank you again for that. Yes. Uh, The NXT TakeOver special that will take... The the next NXT TakeOver special will take place on February 11th. Matches announced so far are NXT champion Sami Zayn taking on Kevin Owens in a non-title match. And a fatal four-way for the deep, for the WWE well, NXT Women's Championship, uh, featuring Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Becky Lynch.
1: Happy belated birthday to Sasha Banks! She's twenty-three. Oh wow! God,
2: by the way, did you uh, by any chance catch the WWE
1: Twenty
2: Four special? No, I I. You no should concern. watch it. It's it's really good. I I didn't go. I went into it thinking it was just another, uh, uh, cash grab for you know WrestleMania thirty, but it was actually really insightful and a lot of stuff that I mean I guess aside from the Hulk Hogan stuff, a lot of it was like really telling about you know what happened backstage and stuff like that. No, what and I, I
1: did I, I did I, was I watched Don. I listened to Don Tony Kevin Castle in the shower. That's what I did.
2: Oh uh, well you should catch it and i re- the reason i bring this up is because um they did a th- uh, a little segment with uh, sasha banks and uh, charlotte and um, alexa bliss and how triple h like purposely chose them so they can have that wrestlemania experience and he wanted them to get that uh feeling so and he and he said like you'll be there one day like, you know, at the WrestleMania stage. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Like, I, I, I probably, next to the Ultimate Warrior special, that's probably the, the second best special on the WWE Network. Nice. Yep. Nice. Yeah. Um, WWE announced that at the Fastlane pay-per-view, John Cena will be taking on Rusev in a non-title match. Um, it was also announced that a face-to-face confrontation between Triple H and Sting will take place at the event.
1: No, matching on Raw last night, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess they're not really going to do the whole thing with John Cena and Rusev at WrestleMania.
1: No, I think they're going to. They just started now. They did the same thing with Wyatt, remember?
2: No, they uh, they kept them pretty much separated until the the actual wrestlemania match and then they kept going after that i guess it, it just sounds like if they do continue it'd be really weird to have a rubber match at wrestlemania
1: i guess so but i mean i don't know i, I didn't really feel the a, a big thing about it it's just i thought it was um
2: i'm just curious on like if they trying to change things up and not really going forward with it or maybe something happens and it doesn't happen at a uh, fast lane but it's whatever um, Arnold Schwarzenegger has been announced as the latest inductee in the celebrity wing of the WWE Hall of Fame Arnold was a history Arnold has a history with WWE starting in two movies with Jesse the body Ventura and making multiple appearances for the company throughout the years including being handed a replica title belt from Vic McMahon himself. That's, you know what,
1: that's the best celebrity, part of the, it, that's arguably the biggest celebrity they have in the wing.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, he's the most credible celebrity so far in the Hall of Fame, at least that I can think of. I mean, I guess maybe uh, Mr. T, but he's, you know, he, that he's past this time. I think uh, Arnold is still current, surprisingly. Yep. Um, WWE has released Justin Gabriel from his contract. News broke out Saturday night that Gabriel had apparently quit the company. WWE later released a statement officially announcing his departure from the company. Gabriel has plans, has already has plans to continue his wrestling career on the independent surf circuit as the daredevil or the darewolf PJ Black and has already been booked for the Pro Wrestling Syndicate show on Saturday.
1: Yeah. look the guy had a bad thing because he was kind of saddled with just showing that he could do one
2: move and it looked like it hurt his ribs every time he did it yeah and it's just and it's this it, the whole Justin Gabriel situation because he was he had promise like when he was part of the Nexus in the core and I think they wanted to do something with him when he was partners with Tyson Kidd for a little bit but then after that they just kind of he was just a spot guy that, or the spot jobber, I guess you could say. Where he did all the cool moves, but eventually he would just lose to whoever they were trying to push. Um, and then he was regulated to NXT for a while, which he, he stayed there for a little bit. And uh, the whole, this whole thing has me a little bit worried for guys like Adrian Neville. Because I can see him fitting into this position a, like another type of situation for him as well
1: but he could also be another Evan Bourne if that guy wasn't so injured. He did pretty well for himself doing, you know, Henneke could do shouldn't Star, and he could do quite a bit of moves. So I wouldn't think that Adrian Neville falls in the same spot as an Evan Bourne. Or he falls more into an Evan Bourne spot, and I think he speaks a little bit better from his promos. I, I think what's going to have to happen is that Adrian Neville, you know, it just depends on who you put him up with and how you position him. Because the other problem was is that Justin Gabriel was always set and a part of a group it was never by himself. He was always that were our tag team. And when they did set him out to be by himself, not much to be said. They kind of told you the story. Oh, he does hang gliding, you know, falls, flies out of planes, you know, parasailing. I don't know what the hell they said. or rock climbing. Like yeah. They tell you all this stuff he does. And it's like, who gives a shit? That's what happens. It's like, they really didn't care. He'll do fine in the indies.
2: Actually, he'll do quite well in the indies. Yeah, no, I could definitely see him, like, flourishing in the indies because, you know, they like that kind of stuff. I mean, he did the NXT
1: Rod. He was there as long as Daniel Bryan was. So, like, that's six, seven years for him, and he's fine. He'll do just fine. Yeah. He didn't have to be the next JTG.
2: He's fine for what he did, so. Yeah, Yeah, I remember uh, Don Tony mentioning that, I think. Or who was it that mentioned that? Oh, um psh, I don't remember. Yeah. Like I said, fun. I listened to a lot of
1: freaking pay-per-view or a lot of uh podcasts this week. I'm trying to scroll down and get some other news. What else you got right there, my friend?
2: Uh that's all I got on uh my list. I know there's more, I just didn't get a chance to add it. Um Oh no
1: worries. That's what I'm gonna go through myself, so uh, okay, cool. uh, uh, ratings I just want to bring up real quick. Uh, impact wrestling on Friday, just the 9 uh PM slot eastern. 376,000 viewers or 508,000 viewers for all of it. If you're counting the replay or, or the people that got to watch on the West coast, whatever. So there you go. And that's a little bit slightly higher than they had last month. They're getting about, uh, about, about between a third and a half of their original spike TV audience. They're kind of just still stuck there kind of doing their thing. And that's pretty much all there is at the moment. Um, Pretty much all can be said. Yeah. Raw, meanwhile, they got four and a half million viewers, and they got a, the the best, best ratings they had since the summertime for the show because of everybody really catching up after Rumble after the Rumble because they wanted to find out what was going to be that, what was going to happen. I guess they wanted to see what everybody was going to say, and that's I basically what think, they did.
2: I also think that it has something to do with the fact that they did air uh, the Rumble and the main event match for free which, you know, a lot of people who are still hesitant to pull the trigger on um, the Rumble or uh, the network got a chance to see that match, which, I, in a way, I'm glad they did that because I think a lot of people need to see that, especially that triple threat match. That was phenomenal. And, you know, they got to have the biggest audience they possibly could, and that's probably what led to it.
1: Yeah, so the, the ratings actually, though, they have... It was the highest rating since WrestleMania, their they're in-studio show. So it was a 3.28 rating. The, April 7th, the, so the post-WrestleMania Raw threw a 3.7 last year, April 7th. That tells you how it was. And it's the highest they've done since they did a 3.3 on February 24th for a post-Elimination Chamber episode. That's So that's the, the, the show... The Monday after Elimination Chamber. They haven't done any higher since, in almost a year. Wow. And I was like, when they announced the WWE Network. Or actually, that's when the
0: network actually. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
1: And they did well. What four and a half million viewers, almost for the first hour. Four point seven for the second. Four point one for the third.
2: So there you go. And it's interesting. It, it was a different type of like feel to it. It was more like, you know, you ever have you ever like, and it, it's kind of funny that it happened because of a snowstorm. Because I was really going to use it as my analogy. Like, have you ever been like in a snowstorm where you can't really go anywhere, so you kind of just like you know, watch certain things and like, I don't know, it had that feel where like you were sitting there with them, like trying to figure out what was going to happen, you know, like you're inside stuck somewhere, so you kind of have to make do with uh, whatever you can do. And that's how, that's that feeling they gave you. And it it was interesting. So it was a, it was a very unique raw in that sense. I gotcha. So what happens is this, it's like.
1: They did an amazing job for what they had to do in such little time to prepare. They got lucky. You know what? People probably didn't mind to go and watch the Rumble again and catch it and the, and the world title match. Like, Just those two matches alone made more than a wrestling than you would get to watch on a regular Monday Night Raw episode. And then the interviews, which I hope they get to do. They start incorporating some more interviews like that into the program because I like the sit-downs. Oh yeah, good job with those. I think they should show them. And obviously, people were watching them last night. You could do that. And the setup for Lesnar and Reigns to get that started, that landing piece we're going to talk about later on when we talk about Raw at the end of the night, by the end of the show here, was amazing. It was. It was just. It was. It was intense. It was great. Couldn't. Can't say more about it. Now. Finally, one quick thing I want to do before we get to TNA news is with WWE Network, there is some new network data that's been released. It's the unofficial network subscriber count. At the moment of this actual story, as of Tuesday afternoon, one million one thousand four seventy, And they had that from the third quarter of 2014, which is pretty much the last time they actually reported subscriber count, and that was with some of the uh, international subscriptions being made available because it was finally made available outside the country. Um, The last stockholder meetup was Q third quarter, 2014 back in October. They mentioned they quoted 731,000 subscribers. And so they've gotten 24% increase in domestic and that brought it up to 871,000 in the U S. So they increased by uh, 170,000 subscribers international they have 129,750 363 percent increase and they only had 28,000 from last year so you also got to remember that the in the uk and ireland was available that programming which that was going to get a good bump from them nevertheless. so now the fourth quarter year end subscribers on february 12th will be which will be the total will be fewer than 1 million they say As WWE attributed the 1.0 million benchmark to significant additions for the Royal 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 Rumble pay-per-view event, which will be counted into quarter one 2015 subscriber figures. So there you go. Just like you said, that's the actual numbers.
2: Oh, okay. So
1: they they definitely broke a million by a couple by over a thousand.
2: But wasn't wasn't the whole like million mark because they weren't like wasn't that with domestic only? like it wasn't worldwide. I think Oh, correct. Like, to break even, yeah. The million mark was because it was only available in the US. Now that they're available worldwide, I think that that break even point is like 2 million or 3 million or something like that. Correct.
1: Yeah, and that's what I heard. But I will say this is that they got to a million in less than a year. That's good. It's very good. And I'll tell you what, that significant increase they had right there from 731 to over a million that's almost a fourth of new subscribers from october to january and i mentioned this that i mentioned back in october there was a point where i said the wwe affiliate network their affiliate program which is made available solely for merchandise they started including the network and that was a month and a half ago that was back in December. So between December and now, I am saying affiliate marketing is the, is is how they got this. Nobody's going to say that, but what happened is this, and this is how they make their money. Because what happens is in affiliate marketing, remember, and besides them doing the marketing, they do with their own television programming and their own resources. You know, they don't. They decided to say, okay, we're going to give you two dollars for every new subscription to the network that you get if you are doing it for them—a straight barter. That's what you are getting. Is that? payout the point is that for those two dollars you're giving out for every new subscription look at what happened to the stock price it went up to 12.50 they got a two dollar bump just to be able to announce the million subscribers
2: yeah i think they made their money
1: they they, a lot of money right there
2: i think coming off the heels of the whole hashtag cancel WWE network they kind of had to announce this i think eventually they were going to announce it but i think they they were I mean, uh, they were gonna announce it regardless, but I think they kind of did it because of this, like, in, like kind of like in spite of this, just so no, they can say no, it's not about the fans. It this has nothing to do with the fans. No, this is no, oh, stock, not the fans and, and, I, to, and corporate I, I America. Yeah, Wall I Street. know, but the, the 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 what am I saying? Oh yeah, the stock did drop right after the Royal Rumble because of all this, but then it rose once they made the announcement.
1: I almost made you lose your thought because i started badgering you i'm sorry jeremy no
2: it's fine (laughs) (laughs) i know i was was trying to make it because i remember what i was saying and um (laughs) but yeah no it did drop and then it went back up when they announced it so yeah it is about the investors but that was because they they didn't want to lose investor trust yeah because you know that once uh they announced or that when they announced the the first initial uh subscriber number you know that it went down so now that they have that within a year they got a million now they can say okay then we're on track for however many they need to uh to uh start making a profit
1: how do we make the headlines 30 minutes i don't even
2: know how we do this i don't know (laughs) i still have
1: this is my final piece of news by the way there is a lot of news but i mean at least we're trying to get to it i just think we just we well i actually have just
2: one more that i just got right now i mean it's it's a small little thing. No, no, uh, go, for it. go for it. Dave Meltzer reported that uh, the reason why, and I noticed this, uh, I mentioned it last week, uh, the reason why WrestleMania will no longer feature numbers, because if you notice on the logo for upcoming WrestleMania and next year's WrestleMania, is, uh, it doesn't have a number. It's just WrestleMania. Um, the reason why that is is because apparently Vince thinks it makes the event sound too old. Well,
1: it doesn't have it on this year either.
2: No, yeah, that's why I said the upcoming one and then next year. Oh, yeah, uh, that's true. But is it's still called WrestleMania like thirty two and thirty one.
1: Well he thought it felt good probably like the Super Bowl or something like that, I guess, but Yeah.
2: Know. I think they'll eventually add it back in.
1: Yeah. I guess. Probably so.
2: Yeah. But yeah, that was my little bit of news that just came out.
1: So also one quick thing we gotta mention is Lana teased on Instagram, she will be appearing. In an upcoming episode of Maxim, uh, episode of Maxim Magazine, uh, she says, quote, Hashtag Revishing Russian, the most gorgeous woman in the world. Hashtag Fashion Icon and Queen at MaximMag slash W or, or hashtag WWE. And I got some pictures of her on here. Jesus, and like some black something or other. I don't know. But, oh, jeez freaking. I'm not going to stare at Lana all night. That's okay. <laughs> TNA News. Nothing a ring of honor because we'll talk about that in the Ring of Honor uh when we talk we recap Ring of Honor real quickly. So TNA is going back to Universal Studios for five days straight. God, I want to go to one of these shows, man.
2: So it's like a tour? Like they're gonna be there and they're gonna tape a whole bunch of shows. I'm gonna tell you what they're gonna do.
1: This is something else. So TNA is going to be heading back to Universal Studios Orlando for a series of pay-per-view, international TV, and Impact Wrestling tapings for February, March, and April. So they're going to be first coming down to Orlando February 12th to 16th. They will have five days we'll be filming Universal Studios at the back lot, stage 20. So here's what they're going to be having right now for the first schedule. They're going to be doing a show, 7 p.m. on Thursday, February 12th, and then two shows, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 1 p.m. and 7 p.m.
0: Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And then in March and April, they'll also be returning. They'll be back Friday, March 13th. April 23rd, uh, Thursday, April 23rd. Saturday, March 14th. Su- Friday, April 24th. Sunday, March 15th. Saturday, February twenty fifth, and Monday, March sixteenth. Not sure how that all works, but that's what they're gonna do. And you can find out all about ImpactRacing dot com. There you go.
2: One thing about like TNA that like kind of confuses me is their taping schedule and the way they tape stuff. Like I don't understand why they tape the way they tape. Like they'll tape one thing one week, and then they'll tape one thing that's gonna be months in advance, and then they'll tape another thing the next week. So it's just like all over the place. Like is there a point to that? Well, I think the matches are being now done out of order. Yeah, because I know they've they've already done that with um well what is it, uh lockdown?
1: From what What's I the heard. One? Yeah, is lockdown's lockdown? coming up well that's I think it's in two more weeks.
2: Yeah, but they already taped that and then, yes. then they continued with the regular taping. So it's just like why why do that?
1: Look, man, they don't have a lot of money. They just don't. they got to have to do what they have to do to get by. But I guess the good yeah, thing I about guess. them going to Orlando, they're going to probably have a chance where, look, the Orlando schedule always works for them because they can get those guys that come in on the cheap to fly into Orlando, get them to stay in Orlando on the cheap. It's going to be easy for them to get wrestlers in and out, so I can see a lot of you know different special wrestlers coming in for a set of tapings, and they'll be there and they'll be on TV for quite a bit of time, just like the plan was. The thing is, look, man, it's a cost-cutting measure for them to go to Orlando. It's good for them to yeah. be back at home.
2: Yeah, not to mention that a lot of wrestlers already live there. Yeah, I mean, because because I think it's the tax reason, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of wrestlers actually train and they and do a lot of stuff in Florida. Like, we you know the Dudleys do, they their their, got their academy here. And you've got a lot of wrestlers, even for WWE and NXT. Look at all those performance center guys. Like, there might be guys that, like, you know, they're trying to find their way in or they're just wrestling around the circuits here. For some reason, Florida has a lot of professional wrestlers. So all those guys can go ahead and find themselves. They get, might get called up by TNA. Hey, come on, do the shows with us. Get on TV. Yeah. Shit. They'll go on there in a heartbeat. If yeah. they can So it works out for them all together. It's a good thing to see them back. Now, it's also probably a good thing that they're not going to be there like every week like they had were before. So I don't think the Orlando tapings will be as stale as they have been in the past. I mean, you're still going to get the tourists and stuff, so they might be a little bit whatever. But for the most part, the tapings will be fine. It'll be something more familiar to what we're used to seeing. Look, they just got to keep – they got to find themselves – somewhere if they can keep chugging along with what they're going to do but right now they're going to live for the status quo like they are not doing anything right now to help themselves grow any better they're lucky they're at destination america for what it looks like destination america is probably happy where they are with them right now and they can just move along and that's all there is to it so well yeah
2: i mean it's it's good for destination america because they're actually doing i think like the what uh tna is their number one show on that network, yeah, like based on ratings. So yeah, why wouldn't they be happy about it?
1: Yeah, it looks out. For, it really looks out for them. So good for those guys. At least they found themselves a place to go. Yep. All right. So let me just bring up one other thing, and then we'll move on into into the regular business because it's time for opening rant. I've taken a lot of time to think about it and really just what I want to say about it. I have one email we could also bring up as well which I guess I'll bring up now and just let you know the idea of people that were just so upset on our program. This is the kind of real anger that we had towards what happened on the rumble on Sunday night. Uh, this is from Rob. Didn't give me a last name, but I'll just put you right here. Okay. I'm not going to go through this whole thing. Cause this thing reads like a Bible. It's a big email. That's a long one. It's a story. Oh my God. Like the guy gave me also, uh, he gave me like nine different reasons why he was unhappy oh wow and and listed him he like pointed him out one through nine yeah that was uh isn't there a limit sh- on the email
2: <laughs> well I, I remember when i was emailing there was like a limit of how much you could write
1: no i know i tried to put that on there but the thing is i also made available the yahoo.com address so the guy uh, found the button, okay. now he wrote there you go big email <laughs> <laughs> no and also remember Emerald Switchfoot. what he would do is some weeks he would actually just write in twice
2: yeah yeah, I remember just to get that. everything
1: in look man hey it doesn't stop anybody I did at one point try to put the amount of uh, what you could do like throw like a thousand characters that was me trying to like let's make this let's make it kind of short and simple huh yeah <laughs> we'll get to it okay I promise you but yeah it gave me a lot of notes to work with so okay I'm just gonna bring this point up and I'm gonna bring it to the blog post and then but no, keep, feel free to interact in here as you, as you like. At one, Maybe there might be some points where I might want to just bring up a, a little bit of a quick rant and say, hey, give me two minutes, and then I'll just get to the point and then let you retort. Okay. Because there's some points where I feel like I want to just get some stuff across that I really wanted to get off my chest. But here's what Rob wrote. Let me say I've been loving the show, Lo- listening to you guys every week, uh, watched Rumble. After 20 years of being a fan, I give up. I won't be watching... Ever again, WWE. What they've done is just unforgivable tonight, and there is no way back for the company. He even tells you this will be a long post. They have literally put on the worst wrestling show that has ever taken place. Okay. Pre-show, they fucking tell you The Rock is there, and they show him in the stadium. Okay, that was one. I'm not going to go through every
2: word for word, because this is long, like I said. Yeah. Uh, The the Rock thing though it was kind of puzzling because i know he was rumored to be there he he posted on twitter that he was in philly but he didn't say he was going to be at the arena it's kind of wwe uh, alluded to it so they kind of spoiled it in a way but it's not a big deal
1: nitpicking i'm sorry i guess pre-show they put those fucking clowns from new dana on it the crowd hates the gimmicks it's a shocking gimmick and the match is worst only good thing is a loss that's what he said
2: well yeah, it was a big win for well, I guess not a big win, but it was a win for uh, Cesaro and okay. Kid, yeah. yeah.
1: The Ascension need to go there a joke. They're playing a monster team, once one's out of shape, There's a skinny midget. Like seriously, what the fuck? God bless Billy Gunn at the age of fifty for carrying these bugs to so a decent match. US and Intercontinental Title being defended, but the New Days lads appear twice on the show. Once is bad enough. Ms. Dow and Miz slowly breaking away as a team. They don't even make Ms Dow eliminate Miz. Common sense, what's going on here? Instead, you job Ms. Dow in a few seconds who the fans love. Great way to shit in their mouth even more, he says. Wow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's really the best thing
1: we've ever got on this show. Brian, <laughs> who not only doesn't win, he goes out at the start. The crowd was was always going to boo the rest of the match. They just killed any heat left in the event after that. If he isn't fitting at the last thirty minutes, then put him in at entry fifteen or twenty, instead of just setting everyone else that comes out after him to be booed. The crowd had no interest in the rest of the match. How do they not realize the new la- new days, lads, coming? He doesn't like the new day, man. Coming wow. in right after he goes, he will be booked out of the build. They will be booed out of the building. Then he matches the Wyatt family and how they were in together, and they t- they t- they, t- they t- both turn on Bray. Now Harper and Rowan are flopping. It's clear that they. As day, they, they need to be a tag team again, and the crowd pops when they join to go after Bray. Of course, so they simply start fighting each other, and the crowd loses all interest. Both are dumb at both are done at WWE. Might as well release them; they're going to be singles wrestlers. Then he complains about Big Show and Kane. Forty-three-year-old Paul White and forty-eight-year-old Glenn Jacobs. This here was the worst thing I've ever witnessed WWE do, and it's not even close. This is the sole reason I won't be watching again. <laughs> wow. These cunts should have retired years ago. Big Show literally needs the ropes to stand up. He is gassed after one minute in the ring, and at a combined age of 91, they have eliminated Bray, Ziggler, and Rosen Ryback. The crowd barely booed since they were absolutely stunned. There is nothing they can do to fix it. It's unforgivable. The only people the crowd care about and the most they get out of shape, irre- 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 irrelevant wankers to eliminate them. So remember the guys British? If you said wankers? Probably, yeah. The crowd has shown time and time again they want these old fat wankers to just go away in a smart marked town and crowd. They eliminated all the crowd favorites. He is English. Favorites with a U. There's oh, no okay. forgiving. And that's just purely a fuck you at the crowd. So happy they booed a range of the out of the building at the end. You can even see the Rock wasn't into it, and that's how it was shambolic. Uh, nice little mentions to cesaro another fan favorite who was made to look like shit last night page another of the fans wanted to see didn't even get into the fucking ring sorry about all the cursing folks last thing I gotta say happy cena is setting up to fight up reset now can't wait to see cena embarrass another young star at mania apparently going over on bread was just not enough J- oh, jesus h i am so sick of that fuck uh they have to say they made one star last night Ross was fantastic, and overall, it was a really good title match. Thank you, Rob. He was apparently, from England, I'm, I have to think you're from England. Which, by the way, we got a lot of a lot of downloads from England for this show, the Royal Rumble post show.
2: Hmm.
0: interesting. Which
1: were all new because we normally don't get that many downloads from the UK. But thank you for uh, checking us out. Yeah, definitely. And finding us. Wow, that's angry. Yeah, that's. I'm not as angry. No, yeah, I thought Not you were Not after angry. last night. Not after last night.
2: You, you know what? I, I, I can't even say the entire Rumble pay-per-view was a bad pay-per-view. It was just a Rumble match that was shitty. Everything else was kind of okay, and then the title match was, like, just fantastic. But other than that, like, it was okay. It was an okay pay-per-view. I think it was just, it left a sour, note or a sour uh, taste in people's mouths. And that's the reason why people say it's much worse than what it really was. I don't think people let it sunk or people have let it sunk in real um, like right after. So, you know, of course, they're going to say it's a bad pay-per-view. But, you know, come maybe next week, they'll probably say it was just a rumble match. At least that's what my opinion is. I, I kind of yes. let it sink in. I know on Sunday I was kind of a little bit bitter about it. But um, after, you know...
1: You just, might have been a little more pissed off about Daniel Bryan than I was.
2: Yeah, I think that's what it was. But you know what? I I've come to realize that it, it wasn't even about Daniel Bryan. Like it wasn't even about Reigns. It was just the booking, and yeah. that's that's really what it was.
1: Now, I either listened to our show twice. That's how much podcasting I listened to this week. I listened to us twice because I had to listen to our show again. To just understand what the what were we saying because I wanted to make sure that I stay consistent with everything we're saying on this program. And then we come up to this show tonight, and then we're on here, we're on our we're on full blast, and we know exactly we're not we're gonna stay consistent with what we say. I don't wanna I don't wanna scurry away from anything else. And I even talked about this before we started the recording with Jeremy and I. I said, look, man, I'm not pulling any punches, I'm gonna stay bold. I'm going to tell you what's on my mind. I am not going to pussyfoot around anything here. And I started that last night with a blog post I put up. And if you didn't know a sarcasm, then I'm sorry to I'm sorry to tell you. But I was being completely sarcastic. And I think enough people just should realize it. Last night, man, a lot of things came up where The Daniel Bryan outcry was too much. And I think some of the things that were done in protest of it was completely stupid. And I'm not going to say it to all the Daniel Bryan fans. It's a small minority. But I'm going to just read this real quick. The blog post I put up last time. Can't, hashtag cancel WWE Network. What a great idea to support our guy Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan wrote on Twitter, thanks to all of you for your support, not just last night, but for years. You guys are the best, and I'm truly the luckiest man alive, end quote. So how do, you, how do those that small little group of viral and vocal Daniel Bryan fans do? So you go on Twitter and you say you canceled your WWE Network subscription, which, by the way, if you look at the screenshot of what they give you, it doesn't show you the account. It doesn't even show you who it is. Okay. You can't see your particular account name or any identifiable information on that screen if you took a screenshot. So that screenshot, anybody could have taken off a Twitter page or anywhere else, copied it or saved the page and then re-uploaded it on Twitter. So they could say, Oh, look, see, I canceled too. And I canceled too.
2: I also noticed a lot of pictures were not of the actual subscription cancellation, but it was like asking you if you wanted to cancel. So they could have just screen capped that and then just say no. Exactly.
1: So that was bullshit. Okay. And then the supposed reports that people at the Royal Rumble event in Philadelphia blocked WWE superstars from leaving the arena, blocking their cars. And then I, I make, heard
2: that though, that was only like a few assholes doing that. Right. I don't think but, it was like a well, riot then, or anything like that.
1: That's why I'm saying a small minority. It was enough for people to make it report, and so it hit the dirt sheets. It was enough to make that shit go. And then the WWE website crashing, and then making the WWE.com people actually preemptively or otherwise. Have to shut down the website or shut down people for trying to cancel because they think it could be some kind of a hacking kind of scheme or whatever it is. Okay, so I said this, and oh, and, and Time Magazine, for Christ's sake, reports about it, they make a story about it. So I'm just reading this last point here. Yeah, WWE sees that overwhelming yet viral minority of quote support as the reason Daniel Bryan is sure to be guaranteed a chance at that WWE World Heavyweight title in a triple threat match yet again because of your support of Daniel Bryan. It's not because you buy his t-shirts until they sell out, show up in droves and sell out WWE live events and Raw and SmackDown tapings and boo the authority and start up Yes Chance at every opportunity. Of course not. This year, the minority of, quote, vocal Daniel Bryan fans had a better plan. So you're going to tell people, oh, so that's how good of a Daniel Bryan fan? Oh, I'm going to cancel my subscription. I'm going to quit paying money to go to the shows. I'm going to boycott you. That's
2: the best way you're going to support Daniel Bryan, your guy? Who works for the WWE? If you don't support them, then you're not supporting him. How stupid
1: are you? I'm like, honestly... Does anybody think before they actually act on these kind of things and just say, we're just going to jump on the bandwagon? We don't even
2: think about what you're actually doing. Once you you add the term boycott into the conversation, it loses all credibility. Because anytime something is quote unquote boycotted, it's not really boycotted. It's just a bunch of angry teenagers saying they're going to boycott it and then nothing really happens. Like you didn't
1: do this last year. Listen.
2: It's not as if
1: the company no, last, doesn't last listen to you. last year
2: was Hijack Raw, remember?
1: Yeah, but remember, they listened to you. Last year, they gave you what you wanted. They gave you the him and the damn main event. They personally pigeonholed him in two matches for you and gave him the WrestleMania main event and the championship, and he got his moment. Honestly, yeah. guys, how greedy can you be?
2: I think... If the fans really want like a change, they need to do exactly what they did last year, and not to the extent that they did it because i re- I remember a lot of people you know shitting on every segment except the Daniel Bryan ones, which is stupid because there are people who are work they work their ass off out there, and if they deserve yeah. cheers, they deserve cheers just because they're not Daniel Bryan, they don't deserve to be booed so if you're if you really want to support Daniel Bryan support him like be as loud as you can for him but right. don't neglect the entire card as well because that's just ha- redundant
1: right he doesn't have to be champion he doesn't have to be in the main event look man this guy has done very good for his career in this company and you know what i'm sorry the guy got injured and he got hurt and you know what dave Meltzer on the law and it was also repeated on the on don tony kevin castle last night the company should have waited till February. They
2: didn't have yeah. to bring him back for the Rumble, or else we would have never gotten any of this. And, and that's one thing I I just can't understand, like why WWE insists on trying to sell you the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble sells itself based on the Royal Rumble alone. You don't need to bring back guys prematurely. Daniel, Daniel Bryan could have been at home until after the Royal Rumble. Maybe coming out last night if they were doing Raw. And, you know, come out and cut a promo and say, I'm, you know, I'm going to get back into the main event because I never lost my title and this and that. But no, they decided to have him come back to get people excited about the Rumble, which they were already excited for the Rumble. It just doesn't make any sense. Exactly. You you didn't even need Brock at the Royal Rumble. Now, granted, without Brock, that Royal Rumble would have been shit. But if Brock was on it or wasn't on it, I don't think people would have
1: If you look at the actual entrance of the match, because one thing that has not talked been talked about on any podcast here is that part of the reason the Rumble match was such shit is because you look at the roster and you look. Besides, if you take away the people that they brought in in Bubba Dud, Bubba Ray Dudley, D, Diamond Dallas Page, and the Boogeyman, all these surprise entrants, Besides that, how many people that are mid card stars right now that are normally in this match? that usually make it for a very star-studded Royal Rumble event. How many were out there that people really cared about? You can obviously see, if you go through the list, look, Miz, you know, they're kind of doing some things with, so he's still somewhat relevant. Our truth is still relevant, but then you ask yourself, okay, you treat Luke Harper and Eric Rowan like shit. Bray Wyatt was treated well. Like, he was one of the, the standouts. Curtis Axel has not been made important in a long time. But just think about it as well. Like, in the last two years... Look at some of the guys they have squandered. Like you see, like an endless running down the the uh, running down the the ramp of all these guys. They have failed on all these failed projects, and you say to yourself, "I'm saying to myself, this is what the WWE off season is supposed to be for—to build some better people." Like some of these gimmicks are trying to pull off on us. How about getting some of them to work? Miz and Mizdow—that was one that actually worked. New Day has failed. Miserably. Then you have Fandango, who has been repackaged again, and really nobody cares about. Sincara has been off TV for months, and you know, that's another, oh my god, extremely failed gimmick. Like, he's back in NXT right now working Lucha Dragons, and does a little bit of work on TV now, and he won that fluke win over Bad News Spirit. But look at the people you have that are out here that were failed gimmicks. Failed mid card wrestlers that just never went anywhere. Just go down the rest of the list. Okay. I mean you have Adam Rose, another guy, and Big E. Well again, like it's a new day. Five, six, seven, eight guys. Zach Ryder, a guy that's completely washed up now. Like it's like he's irrelevant now. But he's like just the, the whatever the jobber and he's out there and that's it. Titus O'Neill, another guy nobody cares about. They're failed gimmicks. This is a big problem with this company where you got to at least have some guys that people kind of give a shit about. And even have where the IWC finds some of these guys as darlings. Like, you got some of those, but the rest of the, like, you can't even fill 30 people that people care about of your roster right now. You didn't have that many going on in the rest of the card. So, what does that tell you? And, and besides the people that were missing, which was Randy Orton and Sheamus, which went to added to it, you also had Big Show and Kane, whom we are tired of, and, and Mark the fact Henry, that they were, we're also tired of
2: the fact that those guys were the last four. Just really spoke volumes.
1: That's what's said right there. That contributes immensely. So no wonder there's so much focus on what happens. The first part is when you were in the middle of the the rumble where Daniel Bryan's in there and he's gone in ten minutes, man. Yeah, you're gonna piss people off. And then the predict that it it's just that easily, it's so transparent and predictable, like it's it's uh, telegraphing it so easily that Roman Reigns is gonna win this thing. And the way they're making him do it is shitty. It's it just looks bad. So. The Royal Rumble rub that he was supposed to get by winning that match—it's not even close to what it was last year. When he like, if they would have had him win last year, God, that thing would have been night and day as as exciting as it was this year. The way you even booked it was wrong,
2: and that's so. that's just shows you that uh, the 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 booking leading up to this had a major uh, a a, a major. Well, no, it was like it was a major reason why people were so negative on Reigns winning at all.
1: It's not just Daniel Bryan, damn it, guys, no, man. It's I a lot it. of the Rumble, man. It's, it's not. the card. It's the roster right now. And I just pinned out about 10 guys, a third of that group right there. Why do we always talk about the rumbles is always a good match? Because there are a lot of guys out there. How about when they were able to go ahead and put out 40 guys in the Rumble a couple of years back when Del Rio won? Okay you can't even suit up enough guys right now. The lack of depth, the amount of people like you said yourself, Jeremy, who were injured to have to come back. Yeah. So I get why they have to bring a Daniel Bryant back to make this important, because if you don't get him out there, there's a lot of the guys you don't have. It's like, also the fact you have to have guys doing double duty where Miz and Mizdow or fought earlier in the night and the new day fought earlier in the night. And says so our own kid fought earlier in the night, you had to have them to go double. Like, that's what i'm saying right there enough said so uh, and remember man i i'm not even really so much worried about the rest of the card like i said we praise the world title match we shit on the royal rumble match this year yeah it's, but now it's time it for us really to bad. so here's the thing we have removed 48 hours we have convalesced in royal rumble rehab okay those of you Daniel Bryan fans, you've had a chance to cool off. And some of you got pissed because we saw what happened with the stock price and the subscriber count, okay? So some of you think, oh, they just said that just to make us look bad and da-da-da-da-da. No, it's it's all truth. We put it out, laid it out for you, we made it a point. So the bottom line is, okay, it's time for us to let the Royal Rumble go. Right now, Road to WrestleMania has begun. We are now starting to see which matches are which. Hey, man, you know what? Uh, Out of everything that happened last night, you know what's kind of interesting, and I didn't mention this yet, was Dolph Ziggler on Twitter. He actually offered, you know what? After what happened and all the outcry from the Rumble, I think you and me should have a match and show off, and we should tear it up, and, and we should steal WrestleMania. What do you say? And Daniel Bryan wrote back on Twitter, I'm in.
2: I seriously hope that wasn't just a joke. If if that's really if a, that's match, a match, oh, I'm all over it, definitely man! Definitely steal the show. I I think honestly, people will watch just for that match. Why not? Yeah, they're not. They're oh. not doing anything apparently. Oh. Well, I mean, there is rumors that uh, Daniel Bryan is going to be facing Sheamus, but those are rumors. So
1: well, I don't know. Look, and who knows how that match is going to happen? Look, man, and again. Everybody making a big deal about the WrestleMania main event. John Cena for the second year is not even going to be in the main event, okay? That's the top guy. Yeah. Okay. Everybody, you entitled millennials. And see, Jeremy, I'm, I'm talking about you. I think you're a different breed of millennials. I'm a so different breed. I, I think you're, well, you yeah, you are a different breed because you're not entitled, damn it. You're a working class millennial.
2: Okay, okay. You're I guess color. that is, okay, that makes me feel a little better.
1: <laughs> it's, hey, come on! After I, come on, son! After I kind of praised you a few weeks back, man. I, I said, I "You know, don't. I know, I know." Come on, brother! I mean, I pump you up on that show, man. I motivate you, man.
2: Come on, now. you do, you do.
1: <laughs> and so the point is, yeah, you're a different kind of millennial. But let's talk about your your your, your brethren out there, the entitled ones out there, the entitled generation. Grow up, seriously. <laughs> Let this go. Let it go, because you know what? Once we get to Raw, I'm going to tell you that my faith in WWE was restored because I complained on this show on Sunday. How the hell do you start rehabbing and trying to build up the story for Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania? And last night, they did an incredible job. With not they didn't have to do too much, man, but with the conditions they had and what they decided to say, I am now pumped and ready for Lanes or for Reigns and Lesnar. I am ready to go. I'm so ready to go.
2: I'm still gonna reserve judgment because I mean it's obvious after what happened on Monday that they really are gonna go full force with um Reigns and Lesnar. Maybe if the fans you know, boo too much that they'll maybe tweak it a little bit and maybe add a little bit a different dynamic. I'm not saying that's going to be Daniel Bryan, but it could be something different. But I'm willing to reserve my judgment on this match until a few weeks out because they could they could restore some uh, some credibility for Reigns. There's and still
1: time this week, Jeremy. Because you know, oh yeah, a quick yeah, reminder by the way, I forgot to mention. So for those of you listening into the program on Wednesday or Thursday before SmackDown. Smackdowns a must see because what was supposed to happen on Raw is going to happen on Smackdown, and Smackdown's live.
2: Yeah, so treat it like a Raw, folks, and it's a two-hour show, which is fantastic. So it's going to be Raw down or Smack Raw.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, besides the fact you got Daniel Bryan and Kane on a casket match—is that what they're doing? Yeah, that's going to
2: apparently that's going to be like the the end of the feud. Cause I think on uh, Monday he said um, that he was gonna beat Kane and then end uh, this rivalry once and for all.
1: It's about time.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Brock Lesnar is also scheduled to be on SmackDown. <laughs> Come on, now, so man. That's a big deal in that's itself. A big deal. He was SmackDown. supposed to be on Raw in Hartford, so they're gonna ki- they kept Brock Lesnar I guess supposedly in Hartford, or they're gonna bring him back to Hartford, whatever they're doing. But he is gonna be on SmackDown this Thursday.
2: Good. yeah baby that's awesome he he was the top guy in smackdown for a time yes he was so oh and technically coming home by the way it,
1: well, you have to talk about that on raw now we're going to run through the other shows which you know when we're you know what, what we do need is a little break we need a little break from all the other stuff we talk about we can't just be wwe intensive and centric the entire time on this show we are not, this is not the WWE WWE's real podcast. This is wrestling is real. <laughs> so we have to talk about the other bread and butter shows, which are the other three shows we talk about Impact wrestling ring of honor and Lucha underground, not in that particular order, but we'll do that. So okay. just a couple of quick things to bring up on the shows this week. Let me pull myself all the way up here. So impact wrestling. Okay. I was watching Eric young and he had his match with uh you know, he couldn't be out there. He had a, what was it? They had a tag team match. It was him and... Um, I forget who it was, but it was against Rudin and Ankle. Was MVP? No, it wasn't MVP. It was somebody else that was out with him. I forget now. Um. All I know is that when I watched that match with those guys, Eric Young cannot play heel in the ring. Now, he can play it most likely when he's out doing promos, but... I think that guy forgets what to do when it comes to the ring because why is he trying to clap and get the crowd started up?
2: I don't know. I guess because they were like like really not reacting to anything. Yeah, I just thought it was the
1: first thing I noticed about that where he's they're trying and they're trying to do things with him and it's just you know it's not working. Yeah, here we go. Um. Yeah, oh, then that's the part where, you know, now Lashley gets to talk because he's trying to say, you know, uh, MVP's trying to say, this is Kenny King's title, this is Eric, Eric Young's title, this is Lil' Key's title, this is Samoa Joe's title, and then Lashley just says, it's not your title, it's mine. I want it back. We also then saw Havoc and Gil Kim, that was great. And again, continuing to give awesome Kong out there with Havoc, they also got their hands on each other a little bit, but just a little bit. I mean, whenever they're going to be doing something with him, I can't wait. It's going to be great.
2: Yeah. And also
1: another... Oh, go ahead, man.
2: No, no, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, I wonder how long, like, they're going to keep it going because, I mean, there's only so much you can do with him at this point, you know? Yeah. I just... It sucks that the
1: mouthpiece is gone, Lashley's still a badass, but I don't like him as a—I don't like him as a face necessarily. Maybe they can build him up. Maybe this will work. But him against the beatdown clan, I mean, it's the best they could do right now. And so MVP and Lashley will take on each other, I guess, at some point. And that's well, he's fine, injured, I guess. No? And, well, they say that, but I think they still had like matches going on. But at, by the end of the New York tapings, I think they were—he was injured. Yes. Something oh, like that. okay uh oh yeah matt hardy takes on james storm but the plan is is that the hardys are going to probably take on abyss and well that's when they're going to do abyss and storm for the tag titles and i guess it's going to be at lockdown that's when they do the whole thing and then we're we'll going to see jeff hardy fall off and really bust his ass on a on a pair of stairs again okay. that guy just it's just incredible yeah oh that's right low key and Eric young taking on Kurt angle and bobby Roode. okay Again, I just was kind like a little pissed about that. I was just like, "What are we doing with that? It's like you know it just doesn't yeah, work. yeah,
2: it's still like with Eric young like is he he's not a part of the clan, but he is, but he's not, but he is I don't know,
1: and he's still wearing his showtime, Eric young chunks, like can we buy some new ones if you're gonna be healer? Just wear like a different like pair of trunks, like black or they're something on, like that on or a budget they're on a budget <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> unless he, he pays a,
2: if he pays uh, out of pocket for it. But no, what do
1: you mean he doesn't have the money? He's got that, you know, extreme cat uh, off the hook, extreme catching. He's got that Animal Planet money. He's got some money. Oh yeah, I forgot he has another show. Yeah, bro. Yeah, come on, come on, Eric Young, <laughs> dude. I know you're good, man. But come on, he's got that. He's got the extreme off the hook that, and he's got that other one he does now. I forgot. He was doing a couple different things. So yeah, go, 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 do something, man. Come on now. Um. And then they do a thing where oh, the, oh yeah the, the fight outside in New York City, on the streets oh, that was kind of interesting. It wasn't bad how it looked.
2: Um, oh, and the other thing I got to mention was feast or fired. So, yeah, I, I it's weird that they chose to do it now because usually that's a Thanksgiving like type of match. Yeah. Why call it feast or fired? Why not just call it something else?
1: I don't know, but I it's mean, just I, people know it notice know that. That's all.
2: What now was it a real like legit firing because i know they did that last year with uh well not last year but the year before with uh chavo well, chavo went, went went away and yeah. yeah he legit got fired so i wonder if well they released them you know yeah
1: yeah pretty much so no, probably velvet uh, velvet sky's contract is probably done and yeah goodbye uh, we'll miss you that's right she'll be okay <laughs> there's, an, there's enough knockouts out there to look at i got brooke and Gil kim and madison rain and Taryn Terrell. like yeah. you know, velvet's been out there for a long time and there's not much more you could do and i mean beautiful people they can't just hold on to anymore i don't know plus that beautiful people gimmicks they really they ran it twice it's it's kind of run its course yeah true plus they don't have a lot of tag team knockouts uh tag team matches they could really do so it's kind of just left there. Yeah, they gotta.
2: They don't have an influx, so they got to kind of keep it singles.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so here it is. So the, the Feast of Fire briefcases were open at the end of the night after they had a match, which the match just kind of sucked anyway. It was just weird. It's like, okay, so they go around, then they go and grab their briefcase, and they run away. So it just felt, the, the match just felt weird anyway, but that's what they decided to do, so there you go. Yeah. They didn't even mention, like, oh, somebody has a briefcase. It's just kind of like they just went along and did it. Oh, okay. Uh, So Austin Aries is now earned a world championship title shot. Magnus now has a tag team title shot, but during the match with Bram, there was a whole thing where he stole the briefcase from Bram, and now Bram and Magnus are now at odds, and they started beating each other up. And Rockstar Spud now has an X division shot after all that was said and done. So there we go. Um, Impact, you know, the other thing I didn't like was also like the the way they're trying to break the fourth wall. Like when you see Josh Mathis just sitting there saying, Oh yeah, this is the audio guy. We're just getting ready for another segment. And we're like, yeah, man, man, can you just make it sound like you're just not even doing this? Like in real time anymore. It's like, God, this feels like such a tape show. Now it's like when I saw him back there in the audio suite, I felt like I was watching like, an old, like, WWE Mania or Velocity or or Jacked or something like that. It was, like, one of those Saturday morning shows that was just, like, a recap show, you know? Yeah. That's
2: bad. Yeah, well, you know, they're going to have those from time to time. Like, it's not like every show can be, like, uh, uh, a heavy hitter, you know? They got to save that because they can't really afford to give those away anymore, you know? But I think they're only doing that just
1: for these New York shows because they really didn't have, like, a place for them. Probably, they're going to probably make it where they could do that. I think they're going to have to learn that, look, number one, when they go out to the UK, you're going to have to get back to like having the announcers outside the ring. Like, The one thing, you have certain dynamics that you have that you have taken away from doing that. Because one thing they used to always do, especially when TNA was in the impact zone, how many times did you have wrestlers out there talking on commentary? You've taken that away. You've completely taken it away. So it's just Taz and Josh Matthews kind of going. Plus, they're just kind of like dressed like half ass. They're in street clothes. And they're really just like not. Care- and Josh Matthews, Jesus H, you're sitting back in the chair, sitting all the way back in the booth. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing? So I'm just kind of like weird about that. So,
2: yeah. Just, yeah.
1: It's- that's, that's Impact Wrestling, folks.
2: Yeah. Pretty much. And they are doing better. I mean, on the rating side, at least.
0: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win until. Well, there you have it. You could get lucky anywhere playing at luckyland Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohoo, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void are prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus.
1: Yeah, I mean they're fi- at least the, the audience is finding themselves again, which is cool. Yeah. But it still comes down to the fact that, like, when you're watching, it's still... It's it, still same it, old, same old. Well, they're just doing some things or are just... It's very lazy. And I don't think there's an issue with you having, like... You don't have to call the match as it is. I mean, you could do something different, but I think there's still something to be said where you're still doing stuff. I mean, you could do stuff back in the studios, Okay that's fine like look what the what WWE did with their studios okay yeah you could do that okay you don't necessarily have to take everything away from what's going on in the ring because it's like you know what are we doing like we're, are we univision watching soccer matches where they don't <laughs> send their announcers out there because they're too cheap and it's like you know andres contours back there going goal while he's doing a, like a soccer shot and they're inside a studio they're not even out at the stadium. Like, this year, the World Cup was one of the few times you actually saw people at the stadium as opposed to not being there because, you know, they're just being cheap. Yeah. The announcers at ringside, that's what they can't be cheap about. Maybe how about the fact that you don't have to necessarily put them all the way out in the ring. They don't have to put them at ringside and wire them up. How about you put them back out in the back corner like they used to do back in the day? You could do that. Okay, they don't have to have a table out there where they have to go and break it and all that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying the commentary part was something you used to have. And it's just other dynamics. I felt like there were better when you had that out there. I mean, when you can't just let it be promos and the backstage segments, it's the only times you hear the wrestlers talk. I want to have like an MVP come down the ringside during a Lashley match and start jaw jacking about Lashley. Like we need that commentary stuff. Yeah, you took that away from us, and it'd be nice to see Josh actually get dressed up in a suit again, instead of trying to dress up in like some you know little you know whatever jacket he was wearing, like some little cool yeah the, cool for school kind of hipster yeah look.
2: the preppy type look yeah
1: yeah stop that man stop <laughs> that damn it ah uh, <laughs> that's just only I just noticed Lucha Underground so uh, since the first set of tapings I realized. There are mats on the floor. Remember that it was all concrete in the temple? Yeah. There I, are I, mat, there dirty mats that. on the floor. Yeah, yeah because, because. You know what? Because wrestlers might get hurt.
2: Yeah. I was just going to say that because, yeah, it's pretty dangerous to just leave it on the floor like that.
1: Like, Have you ever watched the Rise and Fall of WCW the DVD that D- WWE
2: put out? I saw it a while ago, but I don't remember much of it.
1: Well, it was during the Bill Watts era. He was saying, like, well, I'm going to I'm gonna turn, I'm going to change this around. You can't throw guys over the top rope. You can't go off the top rope uh, to make a, a move. You know, that, that's a, a disqualification. And then I took the mats outside of the ring because I'm like, what are you guys, a bunch of pansies? <laughs> if you're going to hit the whore, you're going to hit hard concrete. Yeah. So, like, it was done back in those days. I'm like, it was kind of like that's what they were trying to do with Lucha Underground. But yeah, Lucha Underground, you're not so, you know, dirty Aztec kind of thing. They, they afforded mats. Um. Just notice that. So
2: yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm very impressed. By the way, I want to give a kudo to Vampiro. His commentary
2: and his interviews are getting so good. Now. Yeah, they're getting much better. I'm I'm going a little. I'm growing accustomed to him now. I I remember when Vampiro was in WCW.
1: I liked him as wrestler. I thought he was cool shit. He was good. I liked his matches. He was like good at the the hardcore stuff. But like he was. There was something about him. I don't know. There was something about that guy. I liked him. And now that guy has found his groove. Not so much Matt Stryker. Matt Striker's still kind of like his little goofy in here and there, but Vampiro is really good at setting up the matches and giving the stories and, and really talking about the wrestlers and the moves. He's getting good. And I like the little extra out of Espanol once in a while. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. He's like definitely that. getting yeah. his own now. He's really, really good. His interview with Cage much like the child guerrero interview from the early part i love that he's just like getting in their face it's like you know why are you so cocky what do you think what do you what are you trying to what do you think you have to prove the lucha underground and you know he also gets a little ghetto it's like you know that's right cage he's the man he's gonna try to show it up lucha underground elway network it's like, like it's a real is,
2: interview it's not like fake or anything <laughs> yes
1: like that. He's good. Oh my god. I never thought Vampiro was gonna get so good, but he has gotten better. He has really gotten better. And you know what? You can do whatever you want. If they're talking about Jim Ross, is supposedly gonna like possibly join the team and like split time with Vampiro, keep Vampiro in commentary. He's doing a really good job. He's one of the very bright lights of that of that program. But then again, everything else is too. So Yeah. So Pentagon Jr. in his match, I see he stole Kevin Steen's package power driver.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that.
1: Yeah, bro. It's like, Pentagon Jr., I think that's the guy you got to see him go against Prince Puma. That guy's got to go title shot at least at some point.
2: Yeah, I think they're trying to build him up. Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I think eventually he's going to be there.
1: His promos are good. The guy talks good. The martial arts stuff. He's just got a good, I mean, they built him up really good. They had a, got a lot of good dynamics about that guy i really enjoy him a lot yeah oh and then of course we can't get enough must sexy star <laughs> oh my god you know the girl is hot This announces it but man
2: even i'm tired of seeing sexy star every week every week no i'm not tired of seeing a sexy star i'm just tired of her announcing her name <laughs> just have her come out and just don't even announce her name i don't know look it's
1: not her it really isn't okay Please don't give me any hate mail because about sexy star.
2: No, sexy she's star is good. good. She's good.
1: She's very good. She hangs great with the
2: guys. But man, she's out there all the time, man. Yeah, I think they need to give her. I think she's been in every episode. No, <laughs> she's pretty much. Yeah, I think they need to like give her storyline a break, like they usually do with. Because uh, that's what they do. They 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 put focus. Because I don't think Puma was on this episode. No, it was the focus was on. Um, phoenix and drago no uh no oh, cuerno no cuerno yeah
1: yeah drago and cuerno and the uh last luchador standing last man standing by awesome the way match. the 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 freaking the one the, he does the plancha outside el flecho del infierno the arrow from hell he does the shooting of the arrow before he goes outside that was that, awesome. yeah
2: that was really cool <laughs> I just like that I love that it their their gimmicks are like they like they play like i know they're they're luchadores, but they they really fit into like their outfits, and I feel like their outfits really <laughs> define them and that's what I like yeah. about lucha underground and or like uh, uh Mexican wrestling in general that their yeah. outfits are a representation of who they are, like King cuerno he's the hunter, and then um uh drago is he's a dragon and he's like a lizard and stuff like that so he's like slippery and stuff like that so it's really cool i, I like that aspect about it i would get rid of hornswoggle
1: all day long if you're going to give me Pimpinella Escarlada and Mascarada sangrada and I'll tell <laughs> yeah. you, those two as well man as a tag team yeah
2: fantastic Pimpinella would really like put on a good show like he was doing a whole bunch of good stuff
1: you know what that's a old school. That that's like that's almost like, kind of like almost like Adrian Adonis, very flamboyant character. Yeah, yeah. Trying to kiss and you know, fill up the ref
2: and crap and like, you know what? But damn, can he and, wrestle? And what's great about that gimmick? Because it, it's an easy underdog type gimmick. So you can <laughs> it, always it, it get is. behind that type of person. It is. But man, can wrestle?
1: Can wrestle? Yeah. That 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 Pimpinella Escarlata. That's just good stuff, bro. Like. you know what i i'm smiling now like an ear-to-ear grin just just talking about lucha underground just makes me happy
2: and you know what it's it's great because now like i remember like i used to have to like wait until i had time to myself to watch like lucha underground and impact and stuff like that well my wife she actually got into it so now we we watch lucha underground together that's great. Yeah, it's
1: a fun show. It is. It's a, That's why she watches. She
2: likes the the whole aspect of it and how it's like more mm-hmm. of the story based, and then the wrestling's not. It's in your face, but it's not too much to the point like in WWE where you gotta like stay there for three hours. It's it's quick, one and done, and it's great. Also forgot so big rick gets beaten down by the three thugs
1: i forgot about the mention about that so is big rick a face now
2: i don't i don't think so i think he's just like he's gonna be by himself now because i he he made a point to say he's gonna go through anybody that's in his way and then he pointed to each one of them so i think they were just like okay well bye see ya i don't think it was uh, a face turn i think they were just kicking him out of the group or whatever or whatever that group was called i don't know what it was
1: yeah dario cueto man he is not making friends bro he wasn't that on just, this episode surprisingly. no but but he is not making friends no he is pissing some people off. And, and of course bro, hey bring on dario bro like you know you can have him every week if you want to but also the fact they don't have him on every week that's good, too.
2: Yeah, no, th- that's one of the things that I liked. They, and I, I noticed they do this with NXT, too. And that might be because it's an hour long. But they give storylines a break each week. They put yeah. focus on one storyline. And then next week, you may not see it again. But then the next week, you'll see it pop up again. So that way, it's a, it's good breathing room. So that way, you're not too overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. like you feel like you have to pay attention every week. Even though I don't know why you wouldn't want to. But... You know, it's it's easier for the, the viewer to comprehend what's going on when they don't and, have too many stories to follow.
1: And can I tell you another thing? Something fresh about the fact that when we got back into this, remember, we didn't have to watch this all the way through the holidays because, like, we actually got a break in the holidays. Then they came back, and they came back on all cylinders again on fire. Yeah. And I liked, I liked the little break, too. This show, this, the, 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 the least watched show of wrestling every week. And arguably still one of the best shows on TV, man. It it just Next goes to NXT. show.
2: Yeah, it just goes to show that. like, And I think, I forgot who mentioned that. I think it was on, um, I don't know. It was one of the podcasts. They mentioned it, that just because uh, a show has low ratings doesn't mean that the content is lacking. It just means, it just depends on what network they're on. Lucha Underground is possibly the best wrestling show of all three promotions, um, or all four, I should say, but obviously they're not on a big network, so they're not—they have the least ratings. Exactly. So. So
1: moving along, uh, I guess I'll bring up what what went on with the NXT. I don't know. I, I always, always I missed NXT. To, I didn't see it. I, I always, you know, it's as if I always feel like I need to bring up NXT every week because it's starting to get to the point where it's like. We do gotta. It's enough to talk about every week. And you did mention earlier in the and the headlines that February eleventh is the next NXT takeover coming up in Orlando. Yeah. Um. And of course, man. You know, come on. You're gonna have it in a freaking Columbus in a few weeks. You know?
2: Yeah. I gotta start catching up. Even though I think the the Columbus show is just a live event, but still, I uh I want to watch.
1: I well, remember I went to the live event down here in West Palm.
2: It was great. Yeah.
1: Was, and you're you guys gonna get a better one because you're gonna get all the main stars.
2: Yeah, I can't. Oh, my God.
1: Well, like, you will get Finn there, Balor, with Tommy Sami scare, Zayn, Adrian Neville.
2: There was a scare. Beca- well, I mean, I don't want to say it's a scare, but, like, I was worried a little bit because apparently uh, Finn Balor, uh, he was injured, but I guess it wasn't a serious injury. They just have him take a little bit of time off. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, he, w- he was seen, like, limping after a match or something like that, but oh. uh, he posted a picture on Twitter where he was just, like, out doing stuff, so... I don't think it's
1: uh, That's cool. yeah. So let's see here. All right, uh, yeah. So Sami Zayn was supposed to go against Ty Dillinger. That never happened, and he's just pissed off about Kevin Owens again. Again, getting beat down, and those guys just went at it. And Zayn, I like the I like the fire of Sammy Zayn now. He's just getting pissed. He's like, I want Kevin Owens right now. Like he's just now. It's it's the it's that extra the extra edgy side of Sami Zayn that we haven't had. And William Regal wanted to say, hey, he wants to have a, a match against Kevin Owens. And says, well, you're going to be doing it uh, February 11th on that um, takeover. So he said all the matches got set up for takeover basically tonight. Yeah. So you have that going on. Finn Balor took on Curtis Axel. They're doing now a number one contenders tournament for the NXT championship. So who we're going to find out who the next number one contender is for uh, to take on Sami Zayn for the title. But they won't have that going on at this show. It'll probably be the next takeover. Yeah, so Finn be, took like un- the
2: finals. Will probably be uh, at the takeover special. At least that's yeah, what so, this seems like.
1: Right, first, uh, first round action. Finn Balor beat up on Curtis Axel. You know, it's fine, man. Look, man, Curtis Axel getting humbled in NXT. It's a good. I like the fact they brought him back down here. He really needs it because now without Ryback, it's like he's irrelevant and he's not important and. Look, man, you can see how important he was at the Rumble. So it, this kid, you know, he's a second-generation superstar, you know, with the pre- the pedigree and all that stuff. And it's like it's a damn shame where this guy is set right now. And, you know, look, man, with uh, with Brock coming back, when he did, Paul Heyman let him go, and there was as much as you could do. So you were kind of stuck at a point and say, you know what, man, you're <laughs> odd man out. And Curtis Axel, you know, might have had icy title, but – And might have had a victory over Triple H, but nothing really came of it. And, you know, Curtis Axel doesn't help himself because he really can't speak and doesn't speak well, and he's just kind of like, I don't know what you do with that guy. Like, he he did give now, he was now given a better chance to do something with himself when they finally got rid of that Michael McGillicuddy thing. But, you know, Curtis Axel's a good character for him. It's like he's got to find his place, man. And I guess he's still got time. He's still, you know, he's like 34, 35. Remember, there's still a chance to do something with him. It's just a damn shame where he's stuck where he's at.
2: So. Yeah, it's just, I mean, hopefully they can reinvigorate stuff in his career, like the same way they did with Tyson Kidd, but it might be a little bit too late.
1: I love Sasha Banks. Love me some Sasha Banks. She's great. I love her. Great in the ring, I don't know what happened. This girl got so good. And she's been on here for like two years. So I didn't realize she was 21 years old when she first started here with the company. And at 23, she, she she's commanding of the ring. She's got an attitude. She speaks pretty well. And for being just a little small wrestler like she is, she does very well with Charlotte. They had another match with each other. It was great. And by the way, the whole Bay thing, the BAE kind of thing. Now Becky Lynch comes out with a shirt saying, Team Bay yeah <laughs> is that what that's
2: called okay. well, that's what the team is called. I don't think that's what it because uh, oh, the whole bay okay. thing is like a a meme based off of uh someone who mispronounced babe they were oh, they were talking okay. about their babe so and they mispronounced they said bay, so now like when somebody says something is bay, they mean like it's cute or good or I don't know it's internet memes thank you uh. See, I'm, I'm entitled... Oh, I'm not entitled. Millennials got uh, used sometimes.
1: You entitle millennials <laughs> in your language and your grumpy cats and your PewDiePies and crap. And By the way, I have to say this too, and I, I don't want to bring up any politics, but you know what? What the hell is our president doing talking to people like that... What, what's that? Um, what was the YouTube star she talked to? There was some girl the one oh, like are notorious that. for swimming in in fruit loops and there's the one that does like the do-it-yourself dressing kind of stuff like the outfit of the day kind of crap yeah i thought that was so like really what the hell vibe. was that yeah what in of millennials think that sounds good
2: i thanks I, mr president i think that was just like a publicity stunt i don't know but really like youtube stars get to interview the president like uh, no, no, we don't you want him
1: t- talking to Wolf Britz or Jake Tapper or fricking Chris Matthews. We want him talking to fricking whatever that, Oh my God. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, not going to go looking for their names cause I'm not going to give them the, I'm not even going to give them the respect of mentioning their names on the air. Sorry. You entitled title millennials, <laughs> ah, you whippersnappers. Ah! So i yeah, take that. Yeah. So they have some young uh, tag team. Kinda of like the the Southern Rockers or the uh not the Southern Rock, the Southern Boys. Uh the Wesley Murphy and Buddy uh Wesley Blake and Billy Murphy, but Wesley Blake's like uh or no Buddy Murphy's like English. But they both got like that 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 hair. It's like smoking guns kinda of hair. That that curly cue like, you know, uh hair or whatever. They're kinda of doing their own stuff or whatever. Uh they beat the Vod villains like some fluke win. Uh, so- and now they're gonna get a chance to go after the lucha dragons for the tag team titles next week oh okay. and then they had another nxt championship number one contender tournament first round match Hideo tommy and tyler breeze you know what tyler breeze man that guy i like a lot i would former, say i would former train s- train by lance storm by the way yeah him and uh if, Emma, I could have right? a, if i could be serious if i could have a moment please if i could be serious for a moment sorry no, 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 no. I, I'm saying that's what Lance. Oh, is oh okay. Saying. Go ahead.
2: Sorry. <laughs> no, I was gonna say like, um, I, I would want them to bring him up like soon, like maybe even the next column, but I feel like his gimmick is too closely similar to the Miz right now, that it would kind of get overshadowed or like be like pointless. I don't know because I think
1: Tyler Breeze is a different kind of character. Like it's the, cause okay, cause Miz is Hollywood. And this guy uh, I is guess like Milan maybe, fashion kind of thing. So it's, it, remember, it's entertainment and fashion.
2: Yeah, I guess it, 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 a few months ago, like before the whole Mizdow thing, that uh, Miz was doing the whole like moneymaker thing and like nobody can touch him and stuff like that. So I guess that was similar to uh, what um, Tyler Breeze was doing. But I guess now with the whole Dow thing, it's more of like he just wants the attention. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess it, it wouldn't matter then.
1: And the thing is, if Tyler Breeze gets to come out as the NXT character he is, he gets the, the video board and has the iPhone, then he has it pointed at him. He comes out in the Ugo boots. He gets to talk like he does. He gets to Although, do the iPhone videos, the selfie videos. He'll get over. Don't I really
2: believe that. The only thing, though, like I have a fear. Well, I guess it's not a fear, but it's just like I feel that maybe that gimmick is a little bit too much for the main roster. That it might not go over well with, like, the casual fans. What else are you going to do with Mike Dalton, man? There's nothing else he can do. He's a small wrestler. I know. I like the gimmick, and it works really well in NXT, but... (laughs) He does. I don't know if it's a work on the main roster. This
1: This will get over better
2: than Adam Rose will. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, Adam Rose, he only had that gimmick for, like, two or three weeks before he got called up. Two weeks. Two weeks.
1: It's just I, I get that man. I, it was what a mistake with Adam Rose, but I, and I feel bad for the guy because I like him as I liked him as Leo Kruger. I really did. Prince, look, come on, bro. But Tyler Breeze, he's got the music video. He's got the he's got the song. He's got the whole Prince. He's got everything, man. This guy's
2: like Instagimmick right here. He is like ready to go. I think what they should do though, like <laughs> they, I hope because I know WWE tends to. Like, they have these guys, like, get these fluke wins over, like, jobbers. I think what they need to do is something similar to um, to uh, what Dolph Ziggler was a few years ago, where he was the show-off, but he did put on, like, good matches and did eke out wins and put him against, like, legitimate contenders. But,
1: uh, but Tyler Breeze can wrestle. That's a I know, thing.
2: yeah, I know. He's, this match with Finn Balor was fantastic. Not Finn Balor, uh, Itami. Oh, and Tom, yeah, yeah,
1: fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my God, man. Like, and that's the thing, too. I also like the fact that they're taking these WWE, like the guys that they created, and they're putting them up against these, the, the free agent guys, like, you know, the big international stars that have come in to join the WWE from NXT, right? So you're pairing them off each other, which I love that dynamic. That's fantastic. Like, So Curtis Axel, second generation, this and that, Finn Balor, Japan, Peressa Gorilla, whatever the hell he else he did. Like, it's that completely different dynamic right there. And then you have Hideo Tommy and Tyler Breeze. Like, I like the dynamic of doing that. I don't know what the rest of the tournament's supposed to be. I have to go and look and see what there is. But, um, I forget who else is on here. I know Bull Dempsey and Baron Corbin are in another bracket. And I forget who else is in this. But, yeah, it's, um, it's really good where they're going to go. So, yeah. I like it a lot. So they have the other ones. Oh, uh, here we go. I wanted to go make sure what I saw about this. So I wanted to see who else were the other contenders in this all together. Uh, oh, Adrian Neville and Tyson Kidd are the other people. So there we go. Okay. Those are all the people that are going to be in this tournament. So, we'll see more matches, two a week, probably, until they get to the actual contender. And then, the, probably, the next TakeOver, they'll do that again. Yeah. But, um. Oh man, another ex- NXT TakeOver. And look at that. You already got grudge match. NXT champion Sami Zayn in a non-title grudge match against Kevin Owens. You got the four-way, fatal four-way for the women's title with Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Becky Lynch taking on the champion, Charlotte. Yeah. Like, come on, man. You just, just I mean, you're giving us steak. Like, you're honestly giving us amazing, like, you know what? Throughout the throughout the Royal Rumble match, it give me NXT TakeOver, and I'm just fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, I'll be just fine. I will be giddy. So, there we go. NXT we brought up right now. One more thing, Ring of Honor. Alberto El Patron finally got to be in action. Uh, first off of the night they had, uh, Briscoes and the kingdom, um, went to a DQ. And, uh, by the way, so what happens is the kingdom lays down a beat down and everything on the, on the Briscoes and Maria's uh, Maria Canales is about to like, I forget if she's going to take a belt or, oh, she was going to take a chair to Jay Briscoes back. And then who decides to come out a woman for the Briscoes. ODB She says I'm ODB one dirty brisco BAM <laughs> <laughs> The crowd went wild for ODB. I'm like, oh my god. She went after Maria Kennel. It's, it's fantastic. So maybe we'll see like a six man mix tag. That'll be great. Yeah, that'd be cool. Or if we see ODB and Maria, that's cool. I mean Has uh, Maria been in the ring? Yes. I forgot who she took on. They don't have a lot of women of honor matches. They do once in a while. They used to have um who's the one that used to be married to uh, Oh, I forgot. Vita Scott's wrestled. There's one that's always out there too, and I forget who she's married to. Um they don't, once in a while. Bob Lee Maria has wrestled a couple times. Oh, okay. Yeah, she still but very little. They don't have like a women's division. But once in a while they have somebody they'll have out there. Ah, oh, okay. And whoever the other girl I can't think of that she has like green hair. I'll probably remember it sometime later. Well let me see if I can think of who it is. Um Green hair? Yeah, I don't remember what it's not like Manic or um I'm Trying to think of what this well here it is. Uh women of women of Honor, like some of the women they've had that have wrestled uh they've done some stuff well there was a point where well actually if you didn't know there was a time where they had quite a bit of stuff because alexis larie that was um mickey james she was out there for a long time sarah stock i forgot where her name was um they had a lot of matches uh, sarah del rey has actually been out there mercedes uh, martinez nikki from tna nikki rocks they've done stuff um I forget who else there was. Serena Deeb, who you remember from the uh, straight Edge Society. and uh, the uh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, CM Punk's things. Mischief. That's it was. Mischief is the one I was taking off. Mm. She's been around for a while. That was the other one I've seen out there doing some wrestling. But very rarely do you see Women of Honor matches. They just haven't gotten to that. they they got too much other stuff going on. Top Prospect Tournament, another quarterfinal match. And we got to see this guy, the Beer City Bruiser against Mikey Webb. Beer City Brewers is like this throwback. It's like it does not even look like uh Husky Harris, but like the guy's just got a big beer belly, it's like black trunks, barely fitting on them. Just big just one of those old school like fat wrestlers. Yeah. But the guy's mobile. Like the guy can move around. It's like, you know, if WWE saw him, they would say lose a hundred pounds and come back. But this guy was like out there and he just was like was some kind of a freak of, because out there just doing this stuff. Um, Mikey Webb was actually a pretty interesting wrestler, does sliced bread. The Bruiser does a move, which is the greetings for Vasbury Park that Bam Bam Biggle used to have, but he calls it a two, eight, two day hangover. That's a great move. <laughs> That's a great name for a finisher. I love that. Yeah. Um, they've been doing promos for an invasion on Ring of Honor. And what I've just learned now is that they are. It looks like Chikara Pro Wrestling is going to be doing some kind of an invasion angle into the Ring of Honor. Oh, that should be interesting. Yeah, so I saw that, and then Christopher Daniels taking on Alberto El Patron. You know what? Um, I was wondering if Alberto El Patron really had a different move set. He doesn't. No, it's, it's he really is the same. I didn't really realize that. Like all the kicks and stuff and all that's really like that is his moveset like it doesn't like it wasn't any different than it was in wwe like when he came out you heard some mexican kind of like you know whatever music he comes out with a little scarf he throws it out to the crowd but he's like kind of how he was you can't miss him yeah had a hell of a match with christopher daniels it was great um daniels does all this stuff he did the, you know STO, Best moves All Ever, da-da-da. Arm breaker by Patron to Daniels to win. And there you go. And then Jay Lethal comes into the ring, faces off with Patron. Jay Lethal, Truth Martini, attacking from behind. Kaz and Daniels make a save, and there's the end of the show. Huh? Um. But, yeah, we're, we're going to probably see Jay Lethal. They haven't made the, the announcement yet, but Jay Lethal TV Championship online with Alberto Patron. Ring about our thirteenth anniversary in Las Vegas. I'd say book it. It's about time. Yeah. So, yeah. so there we go. Now we can talk about Raw from Titan Towers. I mean, you never heard him as Titan Towers, but that's what they used to be. Do you know why they call them Titan Towers? No, I don't know why. Well, because before WWE actually called themselves, you know, like the brand has always been WWF. World Wrestling Federation, or WWE. But originally, the company was actually under the parent company of Titan Sports. Oh, okay. I don't know why that was. It just was. So that's why you heard it called the Titan Tron at first. Ah. Oh, I Titan the Titan-tron why came why I call in. it that. And Titan Towers. Ah, oh, yes. okay. But yes, World Headquarters, Stanford, Connecticut. If you didn't know where that was, Stanford, Connecticut. So. Uh, okay. Most of the part we we'll not to say much about it because most of the 3-hour show was consumed by the World Title match which
2: by the way that was great to watch again. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I Yeah, it. I had it on in the background um when yeah. I was uh I was watching it and Yeah, it it was good. No, it still lives up.
1: It really did. It was fantastic. Now, they also mentioned they're gonna th- they're gonna have a replay of the Royal Rumble match. Well that's fine.
2: Yeah. One thing I gotta ask you was you didn't watch the Rumble match, right? No, I just I I, I just I went to play video games or something. I forgot what I was doing, <laughs> but I didn't watch it no. I watched Shameless I, from I, Sunday night. I watched some of it though, just to see <laughs> yeah. uh if they edited anything out and surprisingly they didn't. Everything was in there, all the booze, the bullshit chants, everything. So I'm actually surprised. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I watched Shameless. I had enough time to watch him. Sham- oh, Shameless is a great show. If you never watched that, it's fantastic. I love that show. Showtime's Sunday night lineup now with House of Lies and episodes. I love it. Well, then again, there's a lot of shows on Showtime I like, but that's beside the point. Yeah. <laughs> now the interviews they did tonight, uh, man, they did some good stuff. I love the, these these in studio interviews. I even like to start when JBL's out there in the cold talking about woolly mammoths and it's 85 degrees outside. Go get your suntan, and he's like freezing cold. There was actually a picture uh, that was taken back uh, that was taken behind the scenes of that actual Port the shooting for JBL live. Vince was out there producing it. If he did, oh wow! So he had his son, he had himself all over that. So it probably was pretty nice to have them just have the headquarters. You know, they already do stuff for the pre show and stuff. They already have a little studio thing set up anyway. So having that there, I really liked it a lot. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, it was a little
2: small in house show that they put together real quick and I thought it was actually pretty well done. For what for the time that they had, I loved what they did. Yeah, and I it was, thought it was a fantastic like I said, job. Like I said, it felt like one of those like specials that you sit in and you watch on a snowy day and like everything is cancelled, there's nothing on TV but they still give you something. So yeah. it it was a nice little thing. I especially like those segments with uh Dean Ambrose, so it was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, the Dean Ambrose stuff was pretty good, yeah. That's true. So first interview we had Seth Rollins, he talked about Brock Lesnar and Royal Rumble. Rollins and Messi he may have underestimated Lesnar last night, but Lesnar underestimated him. He said that Lesnar may be the WWE World Heavyweight Champion, but he doesn't have a plan B. The money that, but he you know, he doesn't have the plan B, the money to the bank briefcase. Cole says, will we see what Lesnar has to say next? And Rollins doesn't like that. He says he's not leaving. Rollins says Lesnar will have to kick him off the set. And then Rollins is still in the interview seat, and then Brock Lesnar walks up with Paul Heyman. Lesnar stares at Heyman, wants the seat. Rollins dusts it off, pushes it over before walking out. I thought
2: that was funny. He was, like, dusting it off, and then he just tossed it. And Lesnar's just like, all right, get out of here. Yeah, that was great.
1: (laughs) Um. Yeah, crew member picks up the chair. Lesnar takes a seat. I thought it was fantastic. It was really good stuff. Lesnar jokes on Ron. Cole brings up a broken rib suffered by Lesnar last night. Lesnar said he suffered other injuries before and got through them. That's what happened last night. He, and Cole asks, okay, man.
2: No, Lesnar really came off as like a, like a, not like an evil heel. I guess mostly that was uh, Paul Heyman's job. But Brock Lesnar yeah. came off as like he was just, I'm here to defend my title, and you know I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna beat up whoever does it. He, he wasn't necessarily a heel; he was no. acting like he would in like the UFC or something. It's like I got no, and he even said it like, you know, I congratulate Roman Reigns, but I'm I'm gonna kick his ass. So it you was know, just I, like,
1: yeah, it, it was different. Yeah. I liked it. One thing I regret when I took my sabbatical during wrestling and I got, I stopped watching wrestling after nitro went off the air and I didn't watch until 2005. I didn't come back until 2005. So I missed the entire Brock Lesnar run. I did watch it after the fact, you know, and I saw when he beat up on Jeff Hardy the first night and I saw his match against Goldberg. I never saw his, all his matches, but I'm just saying I never got to appreciate why people love this guy so much. And now I do. I really like this guy. I really do. Uh, Chuck would kill me if I said that, but that's anyways. I just like Brock Lesnar. Uh, the, the guy just cannot do wrong. Uh, just This guy's just freak of nature. He's explosive. You don't have to say much. He's just badass, man. And I forgot to mention last week when he took Big Show clean jerk on Raw last Monday, right? And just like healed him up, like no problem, F5. Bam. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, John Cena's got that also, that superhuman man, but he has a little bit of that time to kind of bring him up. So it's a little bit tougher for John Cena to pick up. But, man, Brock Lesnar, without fail, 450 pounds, that big sack of meat, he just takes him and just drops him, bro. That's just fantastic.
2: Brock Lesnar's just like a a freak of nature. Like, he he can do stuff. And it's just, like, even back then, like, when he was, uh, like, first starting out, he, he, he was... How big was he? How 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 big would you say he was? Like maybe like close to three hundred pounds. Yeah, he was doing yeah. shooting star pr- shooting star presses <laughs> at, at almost three hundred pounds. Like what guy can do that? Yeah, now granted, that wasn't his like when he was younger, but still, a, that's I a thing. The guy had that's a yeah. feat for a big guy like that. <laughs> he's just amazing. But I like him better like this. Like yeah. this
1: version of broadcast is just the best.
2: Yeah, he's more period. grounded. And then he's more like brutal and rough and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he's
1: he's he's uh, caroused in by Paul Heyman, and you know, it just and Paul Heyman is much even better now at doing the advocacy for Brock Lesnar than he
2: ever has. Oh yeah, so, yeah, he's much more like eloquent with his word and stuff like that. It really comes off as he is the guy's manager.
0: Yep.
2: or advocate, as I should say.
1: And the mentions about, you know, Cole being at odds, probably being at odds with the authority. Him and I said they're not at odds with them. He says the authority needs a big name. Lesnar, to headline, WrestleMania. They have a problem with someone like Stinger John Cena. Their answer to the problem is Lesnar because he's there for hire if they're paying. And they explore the authority, the authority and the authority explores them. Um and let's see. So Lesnar says he's like oh, oh then he then they start talking about Reigns and Lesnar says he's happy for Roman Reigns. Good for Reigns, but Lesnar hopes Reigns is up for the challenge. He's up for the challenge, and he's on a roll. He's like a steamroller. When he, a steamroller has momentum, you get out of the way. And Cole asks Heyman if Reigns can stop Lesnar at WrestleMania 31. Heyman says no. Heyman asks Cole, when and where is the interviewing Reigns later? And Lesnar might show up tonight. And uh, there you go. So, but, but yeah, we went on to that. And then Roman Reigns talks to Byron Saxton. This was well done. I love this because it was finally the one thing that needed to happen with Roman Reigns. I'm just going to bring up the description of the whole thing that was said, and then let's talk about it. But here's what was said. So Saxon asks about people thinking Reigns isn't ready for Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. He says everyone has their opinions. Reigns says he's fine about being thrown into the deep end to swim of the Sharks. That's how his wrestling career has been. And then he asked about the crowd reaction at the Rumble. And Reigns says he obviously was hoping for a better response, but he learned a long time ago that life isn't fair. Reigns said the fans paid their harder money to come watch the Rumble so they could do whatever they want. As long as he can show up and do his thing, he's happy. He's not worried about being fair. And then he said some critics believe Reigns has been handpicked for sex by WWE Higher Ups. And he says if that's true, thanks to the higher ups, but it's still an opportunity. He has to lace up his boots and perform by himself. He has to deliver. He says when you get an opportunity, you're either going to capitalize or not. Then he mentions The Rock giving Reigns the assist at the Rumble match. This is important. We had heard about the idea of bringing up his family roots, which would definitely help add the character that Roman Reigns needs to to be somebody you could be behind. And this is the truth. Absolute truth is that he is proud of his family. And remember, often Sika, the Wild Samoans, great tag team of the 70s and 80s. You know, and if it was when Lou Albano was a manager, great tag team, great heritage. Sika is his father. or or uh,
2: Yeah, I think it is Sika.
1: Yeah, Sika is his father. And then, uh, let me see here. Okay, then there's Yokozuna as part of his family. Umaga was part of his family
2: and others. Rosie, and the, Rosie you know, uh, is his brother.
1: Yes, and then Rock, you know, is, uh, you know, his uh, Rock and his grandfather Peter Mirevia. Then he's also related to the Rock and the Mirevia family.
2: Yeah, I don't think they're blood related. I think they're related. Um, I forgot what because uh, I, yes, the I was listening to more the heritage. it's more their because I was listening to Chris Jericho's podcast and he had the Usos on there. And they were saying that they're not related to uh, the rock by blood, but they are related by family. Correct.
1: There's a whole thing where the Samoans are all related in some way or form or another. And, that, and a lot of Samoans have come to wrestle, and they've done for amazing careers.
2: Yeah, and I don't think there's ever been a Samoan that wasn't a success. Or well, at least really a is. somewhat success, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's just something about it. So... Um, He's looking forward to the the he's looking forward to headlining WrestleMania thirty one and meeting Lesnar tonight. So they're going to have a meet up later on in the show. John Cena then mentions the fact that he and Rusev will take on each other at Fast Lane. We also know that uh, Sting is supposed to be confronted by Triple H at Fast Lane. We know that Arnold Schwarzenegger's Hall of Fame announcement. Then, <laughs> oh yeah, Dean Dean Ambrose talking to Byron Saxton um by the way they kept it sixty three degrees on the thermostat in there which that means the air the, the heater's working but like that's as best as it's going to get because i know in my house when we have a really cold day that's about as low as the thermostat goes in my house oh so so it wasn't probably that cold but like the way he was saying it was pretty funny so. yeah <laughs> it was good so yeah the sit down with lesnar and reigns this was
2: this was gold This was And mostly because of the fact that it was Paul Heyman doing the interview.
1: Oh, my God. That was the best part. Like, Paul Heyman is so good for this part. And just the whole thing. Like, this is how you set up this match. Yeah.
2: They really, like, gave me hope that they could potentially do something with Reigns and Lesnar going forward. Like, I know a lot of people were shitting on Reigns after the Rumble. But I think after this, they... Ha- they redeemed a little bit, but they still have a ways to go. But this was my a start. criticism.
1: My criticism for this on Sunday night is now 180 percent, 180 degrees. I have completely turned around. Now I am hyped. I am pumped up for this match.
2: I still think I have to wait and see what happens in the ring. I know they did a lot with these interviews and. You know it, it really gave uh, Roman reigns a, a platform to just really speak, and I honestly think that he wasn't being like fed lines or anything. I know people were like claiming that that apparently people were talking to him like on, off screen or something like that, but no, he was talking fluently and as if he was talking in a regular interview, and that's the Roman reigns we want. We want the real Roman reigns. Yes. We don't want this Cena 2.0. We want Roman reigns. And I think okay. he really came off really well in this interview. Especially with Brock Lesnar.
1: Exactly. Now, Jeremy, not like other shows out there, but I don't do the whole thing where i just ask you questions. But I got to ask you the question because you just said just what you said on Sunday night. I specifically remember you saying that, that I need to see what's going to happen before I really get invested into the match. But how much did they move you last night?
2: I want to say. At first, when like right after the rumble, I was like zero percent for this. Like, I was yeah. like, absolutely no, I don't want to see this, and, you know, all that. I think right now, I'm probably at all the way at 60%. For, so For They from, turn, at least got you into the right direction. Yeah, they got me going saying, okay, maybe they have something here. So now, now we have to see where it goes. And now you ask yourself, so, you know,
1: tell me if you would have gotten the same kind of feeling... If Daniel Bryan were set up to do the David versus Goliath feud. like, What do you mean by that? No, I'm just saying, okay, so let's insert Daniel Bryan here. Like some of those fans want to have. Okay. He wins the match. Now he's here. Okay. He won the match. Hypothetically. okay, He's here. You're telling me you're going to get the same feeling like you did last night with Reigns and
2: Lesnar looking at each other like they did. I think they could have still done, yeah. They could have still done that with Brian, cause I, you know what? I, I think back. That's to that, tough, man. I, you know why? I think back to that promo he had with John Cena, on that Miz TV segment, when they were face to face and they were talking to each other. Daniel Bryan was really going on the mic then, cause he was speaking from his heart and he was saying stuff that he really felt. It wasn't like a, a, a scripted promo. It was what he felt. And he kept saying, "You know, I, you're a sports entertainer. I'm a wrestler. I wrestle for these fans. I wrestle for my family, and all this stuff. So, yeah. And even the promo that he did cut on that show um, last night, it was really good. And it was he addressed all the issues that the 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 wrestling fans were complaining about about him uh, having a perfect, perfect, well-written story all ready for him if he were to win with the David versus yeah. Goliath." And the fact that he was injured, he never lost the title. He mentioned that. And he said specifically that he's going to go on Thursday, take on Kane, and end it. And he's going to have his sights on the the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. So, I don't know. I I still think that if they were to go with Daniel Bryan, they could have done the same thing that they're doing with Roman Reigns now. But I like that they're doing it with Roman Reigns because he's the one that needs it.
1: As as for Roman Reigns winning at the Rumble, he says he was also disappointed. Reigns won, but not because he's Roman Reigns, because it wasn't he wasn't the winner. He failed. He said he failed. Yeah. Look, my, my thing is that may be a kayfabe answer,
2: though. I don't. I don't yeah. want to.
1: No, no, no. no but that's it. fine. But that's the way they decided to portray it last night. Yeah. That's the way they want to convey the message. He also. But what I'm gonna say is
2: this: If you notice, he did take a subtle jab at Roman Reigns, saying that. Uh, he was never fed by WWE, basically saying that because of his family, it basically provided for him as a child. Of course. it, it was okay. That was a little jab. I thought it was pretty, uh...
1: Well, but you know what? That's okay. I like the idea
2: they're going to try to make it where he has to
1: prove himself. Like... Yeah, it's, it's it can't just be inherited. I mean, it's not, you know, second generation doesn't mean anything unless you do it yourself. It's like that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean,
2: and and I actually like the analogy, analog, well, I guess it wasn't an analogy, but it was a statement that uh, Don Tony made where he was just like, uh, he's glad that he was uh, Brian was eliminated the way he was because it humanized him. And that actually makes a lot of sense because you don't want him to come back and become Super Cena. You want him now, to be the Daniel Bryan you knew.
1: What about the speculation? They think that he was actually injured, and you know he's still uh, probably kind of he's still hurt. And I don't, think I don't think no, so. I don't think, I so. think they, they wouldn't have never brought him back with a neck injury. I don't think he would have brought him back so soon,
2: just for the rumble match. That doesn't make sense to me and, either. And not only that, he's wrestling every week, and nothing's and on ready the house for him shows. yet. Yeah, he's he's wrestling every week and on the house shows. So it's no, like, this guy's back. He's back. Yeah. And I know the whole thing with like uh Anthony Missionary Thomas, he's like saying that he's skeptical because he's seen a witch doctor and that's what that's his words. And I'm just like, you know what? If it works, it works. He passed the physical. WWE's physical. So like what what does it matter how he got better? He got better. It was also his
1: own doctor. It was his choosing. Yeah.
2: It really doesn't matter. He
1: decided to go this route. Went, you know, uncon- unconventional medicine, alternative, whatever you want to call it. Fine. If it works, if it, it, works. It, worked, it worked. Exactly. Exactly. But I'm going to say this now. In retrospect, you are not going to get me as pumped for Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, as well as this promo last night did for Lesnar Reigns. Cause let me be honest here. Yes. He might be cherry picked by the company, but you know what? When I saw that stare down between those two, we're going to talk about what they said. But the stare down between those two, that's a believable feud. You know what?
2: It's a believable match. You know what? It, I could have seen it going this way with Daniel Bryan. But I honestly think they probably would have made it more of uh, Lesnar not taking Bryan seriously because he's so small. At least with Reigns. He's a big guy. So he looks like he's formidable against Lesnar. So that's why Plus, he stood face to face with him.
1: And also remember the issues he had with the authority. Well, that's not going to be incorporated at all in the storyline because it's between him, Paul Heyman, and Brock Lesnar. So, well, well, is I the authority think the authority will in that?
2: eventually get in there somehow. Because you well, know they but, have to be a part of that main event. They have to.
1: But 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 I, all right. But I mean, they already got their hands tied with Sting. And they're going to have their hands tied with who else is had to screw with because they can still very much well, you know, screw with Dolph Ziggler, you know, and who knows what the authority will do. Maybe they'll do something where Dolph Ziggler is going to be in some match What's, or they're going to have to deal with, you know, yeah, or,
2: or or Ryback will still have to deal with stuff with the authority. Like, I they think can continue that's the, working off that. App. I think that was the goal, though. They want that overarching storyline that's has some uh, input or not input, but like is a part of each storyline. Some way somehow. Maybe not in a big role, but some way they are all tied in together.
1: And then you gotta ask yourself, if Randy Orton's supposed to be coming back, what's the first thing he should be doing, you know, logically, he should be going after Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins, yeah. The authority's main guy, right? Mm-hmm. So that should be another issue they have right there. So like there's enough of the authority going on where Daniel Bryan is not gonna be involved with that so much. Like you know that's gonna be spreading well, I mean, the whole he's going
2: arc, arc storyline so thin. Right now he's feuding with Kane. so I guess you could make the connection that that's his uh, way of facing the authority through Kane.
1: So you could do a couple different things with Daniel Bryan and Dolph Ziggler and Ryback, and look, he's like Dol, you know, Daniel Bryan is now back in the middle of the pack again, but he's not gonna be in the middle of the pack because look, man, the guy's over. So you're not going to put him in some mid-card feud. Like, that guy can enhance, and he can make any feud better. It's already obvious right now. It's obvious. That guy makes every other feud. Like, not Kane, because, like, we're just tired of Kane. But I bet you if you put him with some other people, there's a lot you could do with that guy. And there's certain guys he could work with right now that he could really build up and you could make something fun out of. Like, you know what? Hey, you get me a heel Sheamus against him, Maybe you could make it work. I don't know, or or you could put somebody else against him. But you know, to, to placate the fans, give him something good to work with, someone good to work with, and give him a, a ver- give him a match that actually has some importance. I think that's what you got to do to make the fans happy. Those Daniel Bryan fans, give a good give him a match at WrestleMania that those fans can care about. That's what's important. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, you can't, can't be entitled, you guys, and say he has to be in the main event. He has to be going for the title.
2: No, no, that argument. I I don't understand that argument, and I I, I despise people who say that this whole thing with the after the rumble was because either Daniel Bryan won or didn't win and, or Roman Reigns won it has nothing to do with that. So anybody who says that, no. just disregard yeah. them because no, no, they're, I, they're I, not even a part of it.
1: I don't know about you, but you know what? You Daniel Bryan fans out there, king of podcasts, You know, I've had my opinion of what I think the main event's going to turn out to, right? I'm still sticking with the fact that I think Reigns wins it, but then he gets stolen by the authority, and Rollins cashes in and becomes champ. You could do one of two things. Maybe Reigns gets involved with somebody else with the authority, or gets he gets his rematch, or... Daniel Bryan can also make the claim and say, "You know what? I had the same thing happen to me. I should get my chance first. And why not have Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan, during <laughs> the off season? Shit. Why
2: not? I mean, this—that's a—you he- know what? And that will—that's got to do some numbers. Yeah, I think they'll—they'll they'll eventually do uh, Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan, whether it's for the title or regular, uh, just a regular feud. Yeah. I personally that. like it for the title, like maybe like. Because we all know Seth Rollins is going to be champion this year. Whether it's at the uh, at WrestleMania or after, he's going to be champion. And I think uh, Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan matches is money. Also, ask
1: yourself, too, the other thing, Daniel Bryan fans, how long do you think he was going to hold the title for if he were to still be healthy?
2: Oh, like last year? Yeah. If he did not get hurt. I think he, How long was he going to hold on to that? I think he would have held it to SummerSlam, and then he would have dropped it to Lesnar. Thank you. An extra month? Is that what we're fighting about? Is that what we're, you know,
1: canceling the think Network? Is that I think it's really
2: just, he, what we're fighting about? He really only had, what, one match? One title defense? I think that's what the major thing was. He only had one title defense, and then he had to take a few months off.
1: Of the world heavyweight championship, but damn it, he was WWE, He was he was world heavyweight champion several times. Like honestly, guys, yeah, he's been champion several times.
2: But it's the big There's one. A lot of guys you know, that it,
1: wish to have that career, the world,
2: man. The world heavyweight champion by itself, it really wasn't as big as the WWE champion. He elevated it. Oh, I can't, and you know you know, no, And I'm
1: sorry, how about the lineage going back to Ric Flair, Harley Race, that lineage, uh, the Bon Erics and all that stuff? Huh? That lineage, that stays with them. W- no, w. no, no. I, I don't how think it carries dare through. dare you?
2: No, w- Jeremy. F-R-E.
1: You take that back. No, man, you take how that could back. you say that? I don't care. It goes back to the lineage, man. You but think Booker T gives us? Uh No, man. No. Look, I understand it was watered down a little bit. Of course. But I'm just saying, man, there's prestige behind that belt. Brother, if the World Heavyweight title was still around now, at that time I would have still worked, I I actually preferred WWE World Heavyweight Champion over the World Heavy, or over the WWE Championship. I don't know, at the times that John Cena had with the spinning belt, I preferred the World Heavyweight Champion. And of course, I'm a WCW guy. I'm, like I'm mean, I'm just saying that that title belt that they debuted it's still the prestigious one that went back to 1898, man. That's the There's a prestigious thing because that is the one that got inherited from NWA, man, which was at that time prestigious. The territories, that still meant something to me, man. And I think a lot of fans felt the same way.
2: I don't know. It's, just, I, it's hard for me to associate the title that they debuted in, what, 2002, the Triple H title, with all those other names that you just mentioned.
1: No, but it was the WCW World Heavyweight title. And then they just called it the world heavyweight title. That's all
2: happened. I know, but it's just I can't. It's like I don't know. It still
1: it's, is the title. It's I know it's the, it. It go. It continues on. It is that brother. I don't know. Harley Race, Ricky Streamboat, Devon Eriks, man.
2: I mean, Jesus H. And in Dusty Roads. I mean, and then you can add on there Jack Swagger. <laughs> but you know
1: what hey can i tell you i bet you jack swagger's damn proud of having that title uh, because yeah. he can say it's the same title that my, my you know that, that my uh contemporaries had back before me i got to have the same belt that freaking Har- seven time champion harley race had 16 time champion rick flair dusty Rhodes, kevin von eric david von eric
2: i think that title did have like, some prestige, but I want to say by around maybe, like, 2008, 2009, that's when it became, like, the second title. Where I, before that, I would say they were on par with each other.
1: Okay, but still, it comes down to the fact that that title, like, even though, uh, I mean, you know, the history of this belt, man, even with that, look, look at the people that actually held the belt. Let's also mention the fact that the lineage of the people that held this belt, too. You also have, I mean, you had Triple H also won this Stamp belt. You had The Rock win this belt. You had Stone Cold win this belt. Like I said, it did
2: have a lineage.
1: Edge won this belt. but I don't Randy Orton won this belt. CM Punk won this belt.
2: I don't know. Like I said, it's just hard for me to associate the past lineage with the 2002 lineage. I f- it feels like two separate lineages. I know they like to br- blend them all together, but for me, it feels like it's two separate ones. It still,
1: it still counts to me. Damn it, it still counts, bro. Lex Luger, Sting, Hulk Hogan had this belt. Randy Savage held this belt.
2: Dusty Big Rhodes. Show held this
1: belt. Goldberg. Dusty Rhodes. Dusty Rhodes. Like, well, that's um, and that's not even counting the. Uh, now, if I, if I call the old the NWA title, because it's still the lineage goes down. It was WCW and then it became WWE, F, or WWE rather. But it still comes down to the fact that the champions of that were still. Uh, it's something to be said about that too, man. It's like it still makes a difference to me. The um, World Heavyweight Champions, you talk about that. And I, I talk about it not from the NWA because. You know, not the one that that not the not the NWA that that uh, freaking a uh, TNA got to have for a little while, but still, you just the guys that you had at that time that were champions. You know, the defuncts. Yeah, you got. I mean, just saying, man, there's, there is history behind all those things, man. So I take a lot of precedent over the world heavyweight title, and Daniel Bryan held it.
2: He's he's held both. Belts. I want to say when Daniel Bryan was WWE
1: champion, he was he was WWE world heavyweight champion as well.
2: Yeah, when he was world heavyweight champion, I did feel like it was elevated. Like when he him he was world heavyweight champion and Punk was WWE champion.
1: All I'm saying, man, look. Well, you know what else can you ask for this guy? Like seriously, he is he has accomplished. Or here's the other thing too. He's accomplished everything in this company at 33 years old in WWE. He's already accomplished everything. I think he is a three time WWE championship and world heavyweight champion. Okay. And then going back and then you remember he's he won the money in the bank. He's been tag team champion. He's had the WrestleMania moment.
2: I think they just want an end to that story, a real end to his story. I don't I feel like it there wasn't an end and it was just like like if you went to a movie and it just got cut short and they were just like, Oh well, bye. No, they want to see the ending to that Daniel Bryan story, and I don't think they've seen it yet. And that's what they want. It, it has nothing really to do about him winning the title. It just so happens that the title happens to be a part of his story. I mean, uh, uh, you know what? The guy's
1: had a career, man. Look, there's nothing else for Daniel Bryan to accomplish. He's like, done it. Right, if, if
2: Daniel Bryan retired tomorrow, I'm pretty sure nobody would have any regrets Aside from the fact that he got injured. But other than that, he's put on like some of the best damn matches WWE has seen. In the last two years. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't think it's that. I think it, like I his said His first night against Chris Jericho was great. Yeah. Well, that wasn't really his first night technically. His first night was against John Cena.
1: Well no, I'm and on NXT. Okay. The first time we actually had him wrestle was on NXT.
2: No, it was against John Cena. He faced him on uh, velocity.
1: Oh, my God. Anyways, (laughs) I didn't watch that. I don't think anyone else was watching that.
2: You
1: know, know, and also to remember, man, this is a guy that has won the WWE Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, and, of course, Ring of Honor. He's a former world champion there, a pure wrestling champion. Yeah. Like, that guy's done everything. You know, for, for us to continue to, like, say, well, this guy needs more and more and more. Like, come on.
2: No, I don't think, I don't, like I said, I don't think <sighs> it's about, like, how many championship reigns he can have. I think it's mm-hmm. just they want the ending to the story, and they haven't gotten it yet. There so, we go.
1: so we just spent 15 minutes on Daniel Bryan complaining about that. There you go, guys. See <laughs> what you did to us. All right, let's finish up with the whole part because we're already get the. I was we we're at the two hour mark, and I was thinking, oh man, we're about to finish up. Here we go. Yeah, and then we got Then
0: <laughs> you, <laughs> me,
1: Jeremy. I'm sorry, you're the one that got us for for 30 minutes on Daniel Bryan because we had to go back to talk about that interview. And then we talked about and then the you got me and, going. Yeah. Yep. Well, yep. That, Thank that's you. What happens. Hey, don't blame me, man. <laughs> I'm just the host. I I watched the I watched the clock. All right. Let's finish up and actually talk about Lesnar and Reigns, the actual sit-down. Okay. And then let's go ahead and skip all the way down to where Heyman comes in and starts asking. Heyman brings up how Rock ruled WWE in 2002 and was the reigning champion until Brock Lesnar came along. He points out that Rock never asked for a rematch against Lesnar. He says this is because one match with Lesnar is all that Rock could handle. This was done so well.
2: And... I really liked how he brought the lineage and tied it back to Roman Reigns and how. Uh,
1: oh, he knew the family. He knew. Yeah. He was
2: taking pictures back in the uh,
1: freaking back in like Madison Square Garden when he was like twelve years old. And yeah. I think that's yeah. the, yeah, the fir- That's the
2: first time they've actually like referenced his lineage on like on screen. Like he's actually Samoan.
1: I loved it. He says he remembered it was a kid too. I love it. I like. I, he respects the. Guy. I love that. Paul Heyman's great. Paul Heyman is great. Yeah. Now, Heyman says this is because one match with Lesnar is all Rock can handle. He doesn't understand why Rock won't tell Reigns what he's up against at WrestleMania. He asks Reigns how he's going to handle disappointing his family when he loses to Lesnar because he can't beat Lesnar. And then Reigns, with all the respect, he will answer the question to Lesnar. Point. And he turns the seat around. This is what John
2: Cena doesn't do. Like, and that's what. That's what Reigns needed to do from the from the get-go. He needed to now, be Cena that bad the, the guy, that, that badass. But, and, but see, the
1: thing is, like, John Cena, he can be serious, but the problem is he's had so many times where he's been goofy that it's hard, and, and the and the shirt and all that stuff. Like, yeah, well, the, whole, the, colors, the
2: whole thing. It's hard. Yeah, John Cena, I don't think he has street clothes at all. Like, he just has whatever he wears <laughs> to the ring, and that's it. <laughs> in different colors in the closet. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm telling you, like... This is what Reigns needed to be all along, yeah. and it worked. So,
1: and, you know, he was wearing like the leather jacket, just kind of like had the look going. So, like he was right, you know. He goes and points. He faces Reigns, and Lesnar kind of still. Lesnar was kind of like you know slouched back, and then he straightens up, looks right into into Lesnar's face. Right, yeah. So Reigns tells Lesnar he knows who he is, what he is, and what he signed up for. Doesn't think Lesnar knows what he signed up for. Uh, he doesn't know what he thinks he signed up for. rain says he's going to beat Lesnar and take the title. And they both know it. Rain says if he can't, he's going to take a piece of Lesnar with him. And Rain says that he believes that and so should Lesnar. Lesnar jumps up from his chair. Reigns does the same face to face. And then they touch and Lesnar says, unlike Heyman, he doesn't respect Reigns. Rain says, but you will.
2: <laughs> that was a good line. Yes. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, I I sincerely hope WWE knew what they, the the mistakes they made with uh, Roman Reigns' promos, and are just gonna do a complete 180 with it and make him the badass that he needs to be. Because that's all it takes. That's that's all it takes. That's
1: the Roman Reigns I want. This is the Roman Reigns I want right here. Yeah. Now. Wade Keller and Stone Cold Steve Austin, you probably heard this during the show, okay, we have to take this into account the work rate because you can build this match up as long as you want, as much as you want. You still have to worry about now. The other part is, you know, is Roman Grain still considered green? Because even his performance at the Rumble match, he was kind of like, you know, there with Rusev and they were kind of like lollygagging, and Reigns was kind of out of sorts a little bit, and you know we've only seen so many matches on TV with him against Big Show or Rusev, or you know he's had matches where he's gone twenty minutes on TV, and most likely he's done the same on house shows. This match he might have to go thirty minutes and go toe to toe with Lesnar. They're going to have to continue to build that story. He's got to be in, like he's got to be on top of his game and you know mistake free, and to make that match as it is. For the world title, like the the extra pressure you're going to put on yourself, like can the guy handle it? Is his promos are gonna are they going to be able to stand up when he has to go back out in front of a live audience and start talking? Is he going to be able to like stay strong, stick to his stuff? Like I understand, you know, where Wade Keller and all them are all talking about, and we said it before. It might be too soon for this guy. It is. It really is. Let's just be honest, real quick. Normal circumstances, Roman Reigns should not be at this point. This guy is just like a quarterback in the NFL. When he's a young quarterback, he's out of the draft, first-round pick. Normally, if you got a good team out there, you don't need to put this guy in early and make him a star. He doesn't need to come in and contribute right away. You can hone and craft, hone this guy's craft, build him up, let him learn, learn the ropes, and let him get better. But unfortunately as i said for many years on this show they're at a point where they can't afford to wait on stars to develop with time the time they should normally have now they're at a point where they're panicking a bit because they have to build new stars stars get injured all the time they have to build new people like look unlike you know, last year, you had CM Punk and Daniel Bryan go down the injury and, or or left or go down the injury. You don't know what could happen after this. You don't even know what could happen before WrestleMania. So you have to prepare for the future. And because it's WWE that has kind of dropped the ball on that because they let some of the superstars they've had for a very long time and up until, up until the 2010s where you said, you know what, we can live off of you know, Undertaker having the main match, and then we have some other title match or whatever. We've lived off the Undertaker for so many years. We lived off of Triple H and Shawn Michaels for so many years, with Chris Jericho for so many years, and Big Show and Kane, and all these other guys. You've lived off these guys for so many years. Now you're at a point where you're rebuilding, and now you have to start building people up that might not be ready, and you're pushing the envelope you're trying you're now you're pushing quickly and now you're trying to get them up and ready to go like the the split only happened in june of last year and he only was on tv with that group together working as a tag team or in some other form of a three-way for what a year and a half so like he's only been on tv for a couple of years he's still relatively new to all of us and even to the casual fans even more this or even more so yeah so, you're putting a lot of pressure on this young guy to deliver. So, I'm sure Roman Reigns feels like he's up for the task. He feels confident, but that's still a lot to be put on. And, under normal circumstances, yeah, you have to feel critical about can he pull this off? Is this a really good idea for WWE? Because you could hurt this character and the investment that you made on this guy that you really felt like this is a top guy. You could hurt it. And last night, you put. You, you gave him a setback. You recovered pretty well on Raw last night. Now you get the setup, and you can make or break this guy now. And now we have to hope you make him. And I'm going to hope that they're going to make this guy a star.
2: They have to. Yeah, I think WWE backed themselves into a corner, so they, they really can't back out now. Like, there's nowhere to go yeah. but with Roman Reigns. Uh, unless they want to risk like ruining his career for the sake of uh succumbing to the fans which i remember on sunday i was saying they either need to make roman reigns uh what he needs to be or completely change this this uh this main event and now i'm more inclined to having roman reigns just become what he needs to be because if they completely change the whole game then that just hurts hurts Roman Reign and that's not good for the long run.
1: No. Next week we got a whole lot to talk about because we're gonna have Thursday night SmackDown live, which is basically the raw we didn't get this week. Raw down. Raw down. <laughs> smack uh, yeah, raw down Smack Raw this live, <laughs> yes. Smack Raw. Raw Smack. Um so we're gonna have that or, you know, on sci fi. Then we'll have another Raw on Monday which I forget where they are again. I know they're somewhere. And then we have all of the other shows. We got Lucha Underground, NXT, Ring of Honor to talk about. So, and Impact Wrestling. So, we got a whole lot to stack up next week. I can only imagine how much is going to happen on those two Raws, if you will, yeah. in, the next, in the next five days. Or the next seven days when we come back and do the show again. So, I can only understand. So, you did, we did it man we're here we're at the end of the show and i feel good i feel like i've gotten everything out of my system yeah
2: now we can like, hopefully we can put this rumble behind us i know we were bitter about it but yes we need to move on because it's it's wrestlemania season we got a whole bunch of stuff happening in the next few months so yeah. can't keep uh going back to this exactly
1: And, by the way, congratulations, WWE Network, for the million subscribers. I'm glad they got it. Hopefully it stays that way. I'm glad they got the ratings up. I'm glad the stock price is good. Good day for WWE today. So I'm happy for them. And And, look, man, no matter what, we're just hoping for the good of the company because we want wrestling to go good. And we need this company, which is the most impactful company of all of them, to do well. So, It's always for the benefit of the company. Like, I don't want to do anything to go against the company because I want them to do well. I want them to entertain me for years and years to come. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And I want WrestleMania to be as good as last year. I hope it is. Um, It needs to be. It's WrestleMania. At this point, yeah, we got got good matches to go for. I, I know you're not so up about Rusev and John Cena. You said it yourself on Sunday, but I feel good about it.
2: Uh, I think seven, just
1: some, Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that match. It's just like last year at WrestleMania because it's like, yeah, the Bryan stuff was good, but I was so excited for John Cena and Bray Wyatt because they did such a great job of building that matchup. They're, of course, John Cena, remember, they're going to take a lot of time to make John Cena look good, so imagine what they're going to do building up this match, especially with John Cena talking trash to Lana on a, on a weekly basis. We'll see that if Hulk Hogan gets involved and we'll see what they do. American Cena. I don't know. We we will see what they're going to do. Right. So yeah. you got all that going on. Then who knows if Orton and Rollins gets to be a reality. Maybe Randy Orton comes back and we see him go up against the authority and butt heads and finally say, Hey, you know, or, you know Rollins, Hey, look what you did to me. Like, uh, I want, I want my revenge on you. This and that you're going to have sting coming out. Who knows when, I guess it's going to be fast lane, so we'll have Sting and, and Triple H. That build ups going to go on for a bit. Um, I don't know who else you got. Like, I'm trying to think of what other the matches we got there. So we got and then we got Lesnar and Reigns. So, look, man, we got some matches we know
2: about. At least four or five. I like them a lot. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, th- this this WrestleMania has promised. It's just we have to see how they build it. That's all.
1: I feel better than I did last year at this time. Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah, I I do feel better about it than last year. Last year I was just completely like, oh, this WrestleMania is ruined. But you know, it wasn't until the Yes Movement. I mean, they fixed
1: it. Occupy Raw, man. That saved it, man.
2: Yeah, and I think they can save it, but they need they need to work fast. They can't they can't dilly dally and waste weeks. Every week counts. So they need to take advantage.
1: And with the storyline, I want to also preface, too, that I said that with the Seth Rollins cash-in and looming around, that was going to be the saving grace of the of the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns feud. No, it's not. I'm wrong. I'm going to retract that and say, you know what? There's a couple of different factors that are going to be played into us. Who knows? I don't think The Rock will be involved. But, like, who knows what they're going to do involving, like, you know, The Usos or somebody like that. Or, like, it's the whole Samoan thing. Who knows if Rikishi comes back and talks to him? Or who knows what they're going to do with the whole Samoan thing? Where are they going to play that up? The whole heritage thing, right? They could go that route and do some stuff to layer up with it. They could do some stuff where, you know, like, of course, you know, it's Heyman and Lesnar doing their thing or whatever. They're going to have the whole thing where, you know, who knows if Heyman is going to have Lesnar being like the, you know, the hitman or whatever, some bounty hunter for, for cena or sting or whatever other stuff they got like there's a whole lot of different we woven storylines around the authority that like, they want we don't know what they're going to do with some of the other guys like the zigglers and rybacks and ambrose's and stuff we have to see what they're going to do so there's a lot the wrestlemania season is now at a better spot than i say 48 hours ago i'm much more positive about it and i'm a be- i'm in a better spot because of it i feel better about it yeah me too I hope you guys feel the same way. We've talked a lot about this extensively. I'm tired of talking about the Royal Rumble. It's done. Let's move on, folks. Let's start talking WrestleMania season. And let's just say, man, look, stop all this other stuff you're trying to do. Look, man, Daniel Bryan's spot will be somewhere where it is, whether you like it or you don't like it. He'll be there. And quit being entitled Millennials. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the show. Of course, remember, find the show on Stitcher and iTunes. I say Stitcher first because Stitcher just gives us so much love. And people keep finding the show on Stitcher more than anything. So thank you for finding us on Stitcher. Stitcher's great. I love these guys. And remember, you can also find us on Blueberry. Take the ease off. Blueberry.com. And our Facebook, our Google Plus page. Twitter feeds. If you want to find Jeremy and myself, you can tweet us on there. All the links you need to know, all the ways you can support the show, the blog posts, the news articles, the ways you can support us via Amazon and WWE Network, and probably WWE Shop. I'll put a banner up there for that too. All at kingofpodcasts.com. Kingofpodcasts.com. Thanks, everybody. From Podcasters Paradise to you, the pleasure's been all ours. Have a great night.